Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 284 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jim, and as always, I'll be joined in just a little bit by Eric. But before we go on, let me tell you where you can find us. We're on Twitter at Weird Science DC. We have a website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we review all of the books that you'll be hearing tonight and do reviews of each of the books that come out each and every week. And we also have a Patreon account, Patreon.com slash WeirdScience, where you can go to support us and get a bunch of shows. Some of the DC shows that we had this week are the weekly DC Comics Patreon-only spotlight. Very weekly, right? And that we ended up featuring a classic and a new book. And the new book was Metal Men number six, which actually was really good. And we did the classic Kingdom Come number one, which again was very good. We also did a couple other things this week, uh, DC based. I had a comic book villain podcast where I did Clayface, but it was the Matt Hagen Clayface that was pretty fun to do i also had my news program that ended up being dc marvel and indie news that came back because we're getting some news back and also ended up doing the dc comics august 2020 solicits podcast that was something else that we ended up doing so we do a bunch of things on the patreon and also marvel stuff and non-marvel stuff i had an episode of my effed up history on baseball's most effed up trade which is a love story and that is on there as well but what we do right now is since i mentioned the patreon is to give the shout out to the badasses of the get fresh crew beep boop this is the badass roll call and here we go we got man ship t funk D-Ron jumping on, Luke Hollywood, Optimus Prime 99, Lone Wolf Marv, Lawrence Lee, Niels Tewart, My Man Rob Lewis, Dalton Edom, Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Manga Mark, Eric G, David Fink, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Bill Bear, Thomas D. Felrath, Cam, Forrest Pauly, Tony Walton, Joey Bercosco, Joseph Watchsick, Comic Boom, Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Pete from NYC, My Man Pete from NYC, Pauly P, Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, and Ruben, all there, all badasses, and we'd like to salute everybody. In the Get Fresh group, beep, boop, every level, every person, guy, gal, everything there. See, I went so much through it, I was not messing around. I have a lot of music to go, but uh, one of the things going on this week, and I don't know if everybody knows it, most of the people in the Slack would know it, and a lot of people on the Patreon, and what really got me here is because there is a name on the badass roll call, actually going through that, that I, I didn't mention because that would be Reggie. And unfortunately, if you don't know, Reggie passed away this week and it is kind of devastating to us. Everybody in the get fresh crew, Reggie was more than just on the show. He was a brother to us and it's going to be tough missing his laugh and just getting to talk to him. And he hasn't been on the show in a while 
um, because he ended up having health problems. He came back, though, a couple weeks ago on the Patreon, and we ended up having a F. Mary Kill Necessary Nonsense episode, and I'm really glad that we got to do that. Um, but yeah, he was working to get back on the show. He was having problems. He ended up having more problems than most people knew. He didn't want people to feel sorry for him. He didn't want, you know, things out there and about, but he did have a couple more strokes and it was not allowing him to read. He ended up having something go wacky and he, he couldn't read. So that's why he hasn't been on the show. That's the only reason he hasn't been on the show for, you know, about nine months or so because of that and uh we're gonna miss him and i just it it stinks and if anybody going forward we have a couple mails tonight you know kind of reminiscing about reggie and it's nice to talk about it with everybody and everybody in the get fresh crew whether or not it sounds corny or people believe it everybody we're all a family and this is like losing a family member it is to me it is losing a family member to me because i i love reggie but uh, we'll have some mail going on in this episode. And if anybody else wants to mail in, mail in, mail in and let me know. Let, let's hear, you know, your thoughts about Reggie, some funny things that you thought about. Uh, but I am not going to extend this anymore. Just that, you know, shout out to Reggie and I love you. And we'll go on to the books. Yes, you're going to hear a couple of my reviews tonight, but also Eric Chase. He is with him. Yeah, we have a couple, a couple <laughs> of mine, bunch of yours, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. You can get with this, and you can get with that. And See, I I'm will. Like black sheep. I'm the black sheep, Eric. You end up here with some books. We're going to have a mix again of classics and new because DC, whether or not people understand or realize this, Eric, I, I can't tell from the traffic on the site, but we are having some new books come out. Oh my. And what, what you got at the beginning were the idea that they were lesser selling books. Now, you have said before we started that maybe some of these are also lesser import uh, of Just books. Just the but- idea where we have a Justice League this week. You'd think to yourself, hey, this is a big book. It's the Justice League. Why wouldn't it be? But we're in that weird, like, you know, halting, you know, like period where it doesn't matter right now. So I, that's why I think the Justice League for this version that we're getting right now until Death Metal, hey, let's just put that, trickle that out there with the other books. 
Well, here you go, Eric, because I ended up on the Patreon spotlight kind of yelling a little about it. And it was a little bit, if you can imagine, unfocused yelling. Eric. <laughs> Just you? yelling. Yeah. But what, what afterwards I started thinking about it and what I think that you're saying, and I, I totally agree with it, is that after Scott Snyder ended his Justice League run and the Justice 39. League ran yeah. off into the cupboard that ended up in Narnia, I think they went to, uh, you ended That'd up too where much fun. we had Venditti the next issue and boy what happened but i thought that at that point we could kind of roll with it a little you know hey you know we're getting this it doesn't really make sense but i think that this past week and especially as the solicits did drop on friday the rolling stopped a little because all of a sudden now you're shown that wait a second here it doesn't mean anything what we're doing all of a sudden you realize even if you had that idea in the back of your head all of a sudden you see this death metal stuff justice league wonder woman's in hell batman he's having a birthday party i don't understand but when you see all this stuff then it really makes you like Oh, we have Justice League to talk about now. And yeah, we're not really getting anything. How does this tie in? And in the opposite way, you have people saying, boy, this death metal really feels like an Elseworld story. I think that is also accentuated by the fact that we're not getting anything that will tie into that and being told by it extending, having tie-ins, having DC just go gaga Look, about I remember it, that, what happened with Dark Knight's thing. metal to begin with, so I expect there's nothing less from death metal. But when you have this where DC basically has said, and Scott Snyder is now free reign, it seems, to go out and say, listen – Death metal's the thing. Don't even talk about any 5G nonsense. <laughs> that is gone. That is dead. That's not happening right now. Didio's gone now. I'm better. in control. And so when you get that, you do end up coming back to this Justice League book like, huh, like I, I kind of think I want the bigger I, thing I just want to cut like for a little bit, for a little while though, while we're still in this little holding pattern until Death Metal comes out, I just want it to be switched up. Tales of the Justice League, where you don't have to tie in the identity of Clark Kent, Alfred dying, anything that we're dealing with currently, no, just Tales from the Justice League. Because, even though you are going to get a little of that, but that does throw a wrench Because even the stuff continuity. that we're dealing with, with uh, Venditti's Justice League here, it's like, it's not even the team that we had all the way before. There's no Martian Manhunter, there's no Hawk Girl, you know, we're just like throwing whoever we can at this little point, you know, throwing Madame Zanadu in the last story act like all right now we're gonna have the specter at the end of this issue like who knows what we're gonna be doing it doesn't matter though in the long run i mean really next thing firestorm's gonna show up eric will be happy the the greatest thing ever it's funny too because you're saying when you have books reference the other books in that we like that that's the synergy that i actually look for and like but when you do have a holding pattern that doesn't really make sense from the last issue of scott snyder where they disappeared to this not knowing exactly where this takes place when how whatever now you're starting to put a time stamp on it with the idea of batman you went and told the identity and things so then it gets all wonky because now it's before they do that i don't know what's going on but yeah so when you have all this stuff it it just ends up again added to the point where the solicits come out and you realize wait a minute Cy Spurrier is coming up soon on this book and then he's off it and Loveness is on it so it's like all right not only are you treading water with this story but then we're just going to go through a series of we did the same thing with Wonder Woman why not Justice League well and they're doing it it seems with Aquaman as well it does seem like with this going forward with the solicits that just came out there is a 
race to get to certain ports points in books before October or November hits. Whatever's happening in metal, death metal, must have bigger repercussions throughout everything because it does seem they're double shipping Batman so they get to that 100th issue now in October. They end up having changes in you know people writing to, and whatever. So I wonder what is going to happen. That's not even the end of metal. So I don't know if we're going to find at November, whatever, that all the books start just boom. They are metal books and tying in, which will drive us nuts. Insane. It'll be like the year of the Crazy. villain again. And insane. Stuff. Crazy, insane. <laughs> and the family jewels. But we are going <laughs> to go on with these books right now because, hey, we, we have them. Uh, it's the nice books. to have Do new it. books. Yeah, uh, I have a little different feeling about that on the second one that we're going to talk about. Uh, but what are we starting with? We're starting with Justice League number 44, written by Diddy, with Art Beiser, Monaco, Romulo Fajardo Jr., and Tom Napolitano. The Justice League come to Aquaman's aid, who is busy fighting off monsters of Greek myth and legend, where it looks like a hole to Tartarus is opened up to bring hell on Earth. While the majority of this issue are our heroes simply fighting monsters, the real threat of the story seems to be something that causes grudges to leave the back of your minds and force you to act on them. Too bad that even the Just League has some grudges against one another, and by the end of this issue, we're showing that the Spectre is about to get involved, too. Yes, that is true. And yeah, you get into this, it's a new story. We, we've, we're done with Eradicator's the, been eradicated. the whole Let's eradicated move on. thing. And it is decent enough, right? You end up having, you know, big things happening. It, it seems like well, the it, thing it's is, cool so enough. I jumped into this story because you and I, we've been talking about what we're dealing with after the Eradicator story for a little while now, especially before the shutdown and everything like that. But the idea that we had through different solicits where you're the one you're telling me, like, oh, Wonder Woman's going to get trapped in Tartarus. The Justice League going to have to come. So I'm like, well, that sounds like an interesting story. But I jump into this think like, this isn't what I thought this was going to be at all. Yeah, it it isn't, but it's okay. I know that that's you were not on anybody else. You, that's on me. Yeah, well, we do have Diddy. Oh, <laughs> right, oh, yeah, baby. Uh, it took me all that time to find it. <laughs> you, you end up starting out, and I do like seeing Aquaman. I do like seeing Atlantis kind of being in here. It's not really been a big thing for the Just League <laughs> yeah, book. You, you get Atlantis for a, a page. That's cool. Well, <laughs> I mean, you do see what I like to call the unicorn fish, Eric. I know it's a Norwal, but I like to call it the unicorn fish. And yeah, you end up having them get attacked, which is the beginning of this grander scheme they are a outpost who in atlantis is that like siberia that's what i'm imagining atlantis, right you are ending you up near the up. south you're pole. in the southern ocean now yeah, at you're, the outpost you're all way down near antarctica just because of something whatever but these mythical creatures attack like a now, manticore what, yeah and i i was worried about the unicorn fish like that was going to be problems because diddy you know oh, diddy's oh, there he's gonna write oh. this but what you end up having with Robert Venditti through most of his stories, any story, is you're going to end up having things go that I see people like like more than I think they should. Like if people jump onto things. Somehow he's become the gem uh, of people. I think it's because well, it's because he wrote the definitive Hawkman. Jim. Well, yes, but I think it's also because he doesn't do too much. He it's safe. And so it's you can so just safe. read it. It is. And so you can just read it. But so what he likes to do is he'll have John Stewart say an order. So people will be like, oh, man, it's so good to see He's John the leader. doing the leading. And then you'll have Wonder Woman. Flash will make a joke. <laughs> but it, it's just it really to me. Safe to me also means 
generic. And now again, I got in an argument this week on Twitter. You, you? know, it's a surprise with a guy who claims that he likes Grant Morrison so much because he never plays it safe. There is a between that I kind of like. <laughs> you know, I don't mind. Sometimes it you can being, go too far. Yeah, I don't mind it being a little beyond safe, but you don't directions. have to go so wacky. But really, that's the big thing about Venditti. And I'll tell you right now, it is a plus and a minus for us. It's a minus. I think now I will, you know, pull the curtain away here. We don't have to buy our comics. We end up getting (gasps) review copies from DC. That is a disclaimer here. So us just getting them, we're reading them and we're not basing. I know that Reggie, he ended up doing a lot of thought about the cost of a comic. Me and you try not to get that involved with that because we're not buying them. And it feels like it's a little past what we should be doing. We're going to give you our opinion of it and then you decide if it's worth it for you and things like that but if you are buying comics if you are going and you know plopping down four dollars an issue for these then diddy is a safe choice you are going to get that, your characters but that's the thing is you're going to get you're the not going to get much story that's the but thing you're going to you'll, get characters you're going to get the characters and it's cool to see the just like you know working together to fight off the problem but even when you do we have this you know the beginning of our new story arc here and you get our characters just kind of fighting off monsters and you're just waiting for the real meat of the story to happen. And that is only the cliffhanger. We have the same problem when Dan Jurgens does a lot of stuff because you have a lot of action in the book, which, you know, it sells a book. People get excited about it, but you're really only there to get really excited for that final page to get you to buy the next one, it seems like. Yeah, and we are – maybe we're just different. Maybe we're, we're cut from <sighs> a different, different cloth we are. My, my cloth is very smelly right now, but it's still cut from that. that cloth. I, well, you're right with me. I think that a lot of people, like I just said, a lot of people end up reading a Venditti and we see it in the Slack. I see it on Twitter. I see it in comments all over the place that they don't seem to care about the overall story each issue. They just want these moments. We said last week we had Hawkman and when him and Hawkwoman, they're kissing it up and smooching. That's all people wanted. And yet we we only got a side story that really didn't tie into anything the else. Affection's just they, gone. They don't mind because you get these Hawkman moments. This book, if you're the young Eric Shea, you do get your characters. They do each have their one-liner. They have, you know, a thing that, oh man, that's cool. Wonder Woman said that. Or hey man, that flash, he's a jokester. I like it. And yet, by the end, there isn't much of an overall Man, look story at Batman going. In his winter clothes—that's so cool. But he has this formula. Then by the end, and, and it seems like you've cracked the code. That at the end, you get the Spectre. You get excited. Now you'll yeah, buy the next issue because it, it looks amazing. And again, this is also what, what we get mean? Oh in my. his Hawkman. Uh, it's the same as all this, but he has a formula, and it does seem to work for him and his fans because yeah. you are getting enough. And I think that people then say, well, but I, once I got you see the formula, though, it gets a little lackluster after a while because you essentially read the same thing over and over again, the same like story paces. And uh, beats. I agree. I agree fully. And also, there's never a time in my mind that you're really shocked because of this progression and how it does go where you see some fights, then some fan service moments to a cliffhanger at the end. And you're just like, OK, you can get pumped. But what I always say about 
than Diddy's most of his stories is that by the end, I'm saying the whole arc, you're just kind of left again with empty calories. You, you kind of feel like, boy, I, I enjoyed what I was doing as I was drinking that soda. But afterwards, it's not really doing much. I'm still hungry and I shouldn't be drinking soda, Eric, because that's just empty calories. But Agreed. Yeah. So at the end, you don't get these stories a year later that you're like, man, I, I remember that Eradicator story from the Justice League. I wanted I mean, to think that right? way, though, when we first got but it. Because I thought, I thought that there was so much potential to that story idea. But by the time it was over, my yeah, that that kind of fizzled really quickly there at the end. And that's where I kind of think that maybe his stories are better read issue, issue, issue than a trade. That's, that's one of the weirdest parts about this issue, though, because going into this whole thing, you know, our Justice League are taking the javelin out to meet Aquaman in Antarctica because there are monsters about. He's fighting them single-handedly. It looks badass because I like Sermonico's art here a lot. Oh, yeah, Sermonico's art's awesome. Is, we have a giant pit to Tartarus in the South Pole. I'm like, oh, I want to know more about that. The story never goes in that direction, though. It takes a complete 180 and starts talking about this idea where, yeah, you got these grudges in the back of your mind. They're going to go forward. That's what the monsters were up to. I'm like, but tell me how the monsters got out of Tartarus. Like, what happened there? Like, why are we moving on without talking about this cool aspect that you started out with? Yeah, and I do. I will say one thing, too, though. It is nice to see a Wonder Woman story here. Uh, and as we go forward, that that's pretty cool. But you're right. You go and they're flying off to meet a distress signal from uh, Aquaman, who then they can't get a hold of him. When they get to Antarctica, they so get attacked. Cool. They're getting <laughs> attacked by mythological when monsters. When you first see Aquaman there, try it in hand as battle. I'm like, yeah, you're a badass, Aquaman. You keep doing you. This is what I'm talking about. This issue, <laughs> there are things to get excited. You can there get are. excited page per page. But then by the end, when it's over, you're almost in, this is how I was. I'm reading. I'm like, man, Eric, what was he talking about? Because you had told me a little about it. I'm like, man, you know, I'm having a good time. And and then when you get to the end and like, That's the thing they're is, turning, I, I don't I'm like, hate this issue. No. I, I just know the formula. I like aspects of problem. it. I like the characters. Well, I think the art's great. It's just the overall story for this one issue. And it's, yeah, it's, it's all right. And I the guess. way kind of that we read it, and maybe some do, maybe some don't. But by the end of this, you're like, okay, well, what was the story? This is how it goes through your mind when you're reviewing it or reading it for a podcast, things like that. So I can get excited to see Wonder Woman catch the crashing javelin. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I can see and ha- laugh where Barry yells to Batman, can I jump out? Because I can whoosh, whoosh, whoosh my hands <laughs> around and Batman around ignores here. them completely. <laughs> uh, and then, so I like these moments. And I love that the art's great. You have just, if you want to see crazy i mean really this is crazy monsters attacking each one crazier than the last and it's really cool it's really cool looking at it it's great action but by the end again it seems empty like so what was the story they just got to antarctica and these mythological creatures are uh, mad at the amazons mad at the olympians what's up with that yeah and they're mad at the olympians because they were trapped okay that's not as big a story as it it is being presented here but i can go with it it seems pretty cool but yeah then you get the specter you're like oh my god the specter but then afterwards well what do we really deal with here even the whole thing where we have to talk about the idea of grudges because that just kind of seems to come out of nowhere i love a grudge eric you know i was expecting it all though for what we were dealing with 
with, you know, monsters attack. I'm like, I don't think that monsters needed a grudge against Wonder Woman. They're monsters going to attack people. That's what they do. But for the little setups that we had to have here, where you saw the characters like, you know, make little jabs at each other about what they're doing here and there, just so you know, I'm like, well, if you're reading Just League enough, I think you can get the idea that they are friends and superheroes and they work together as a team. But whenever that happens, you are going to have a few things in the back of your mind. Like, you don't have to spell it out so much throughout this first issue just because it's something that you want to tell later on in my mind. Yeah, and that, to me, that's the let's tie it in with the, you know, continuity, let's go. And Batman, he seems real pissed off about the press conference with Superman uh, revealing his identity. And again, see, it's this, seem like a grudge. I think that's something that's what Superman I'm saying. already knows. I was just going to say, I, like, I didn't Batman's feel... not going to keep that secret. Yeah, and, and even the idea of a Superman, you're, you're going in my mind, like you just said about Batman with the, the press conference, I think you're going above and beyond to create a grudge that might not be there because I would never think that Superman is ever upset about carrying the rest of them. I think that he would rather carry them more in the Just League. That's just me. But I don't think he'd ever resent anyone on the Just League because he is Superman. This Superman is resents does. Aquaman for never wearing a shirt. Yeah, that might be. And he's got those <laughs> cool-ass tattoos. I, I would sit there and like, I'm mad at that guy for getting inked. We had a no-ink policy going on here on the Justice League. And I would think that somebody well, would be pissed. Covered. Somebody's pissed at Barry. every it's like an t- office situation. Yeah. Every time that we end up in the middle of problems, you end up with your jokes and, you know, you have Barry's Stewart. always late. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, but the idea of them going against each other. And I, I don't ever get the idea that an Aquaman would ever think that Wonder Woman judges him. I wouldn't think that. That's a weird one. But I, I think they, that's all Atlanteans. I'm like, the, all them surface dwellers, especially those lousy Themyscarans, always judging us. I would have actually went with the idea of like, you know, I'm mad at Aquaman because this guy, he skedaddles all the time. He runs out on his wife. He runs out on the team. I mean, this guy's a wild card. And uh, with all of that going on, you do have weird things like, hey, Aquaman, how's the wife and the kid? And I don't know. Well, yeah, like, what's going on with this the, right now? Because the timing is off here because of the problems going on. But hey, Aquaman, it can't be that off. Yet? And, and that's the thing. There's where we're talking about press conference of Superman, birth of the kid. These Aqua things baby. are different times, and th- yeah, you're, you're going and you're going past and before Scott Snyder's deal of them running through. But you can just well, go even with the it. idea where we have to have Wonder Woman. Her big grudge is tribing the lone woman on a team flooded with testosterone. I'm like. Where is Hawk Girl? Yeah, and to me, that was Venditti doing fan service. Just to, you know, hey, hey, ladies, look, you know, Wonder Woman, she's, you know, proud and tall, and, and it's okay. I think that she would have more of an issue like, who told John Stewart he could be the leader? What what is this? You know, leapfrog we, over we, me, we you did. jerks. You know, look at me. I'm Wonder Woman. I just caught the javelin, you jerks. But yeah, so you have these, and it, it's it's an okay deal, but you're there in Antarctica, mainly in my mind, not just because Tartarus is at the bottom of the world, as they say, the entrance. I think it's because you're going to have a big-ass battle here, and you don't want to be in the middle of any sort of town or city. <laughs> There's going to be some right bad now. things here. And also, you at least Diddy doesn't go with the whole Batman, like, you guys think that I'm just a man. You know, at least it's beyond that, but... You have them with their glowing green eyes. And it does seem like Superman fights it off the the most, right? Uh, He he seems to be the last to be affected, but even he's in. I I don't know what to think about any of it. How how this whole, like, uh, this grudged, like, you know, trip here 
how it, it comes across. Is it like airborne? Do you touch somebody? I don't how know. are you That's infected? That's what I'm Who saying. Knows? I don't know. Because this becomes out of nowhere. Yes, we could say that that has always been the story with the monsters of Tartarus. I'm like, how did Tartarus open? Please, let's step back and talk about some other stuff to lead into this. Do you like tartar sauce? Are you, are you a fan no, legitimately a fan. of tartar sauce? cocktail sauce, sauce not tartar sauce. You like the cocktail sauce. sauce. You, you don't like the tartar sauce. I like it, um, but I don't. Is this, does that make sense? I no. like it while I'm eating. I like, like say, horseradish. You know, say like a fish stick. Well, that's more in the cocktail sauce that you like. Yeah. <laughs> the tartar sauce, though, I, I end up eating it, and I like it at the point, but afterwards it, it kind of weirds me out for some reason. I tried to make my it's own tartar sauce at one point with just mayonnaise and relish, and it's okay. It's not the same thing, though. I thought the tartar sauce, though, had horseradish in it. No, tartar sauce, no. The cocktail sauce sauce is almost all just horseradish and like a ketchup that's the cocktail sauce the red cocktail sauce Aaron, which i love but you get that bite there no tartar sauce is like a little bit of tartar a little bit of sauce that that's the directions i got from all recipes and it's really easy to follow <laughs> I don't know it's, just, what's going it's on hard anymore. to actually find bottled sauce and bottled tartar but yeah so with that though they're at tartar it's just scraping bottom of, people's teeth in a yeah, jar I know, tartar i know now, at least when I'm eating tartar sauce, it is just on fish sticks and, you know, fish things like we had our guy at work who thinks that's the only type of fish is available. Any sort of fish always comes in sticks. high society over no, here. No, he isn't. I ended up getting in a argument with Zach and a friend of his because for some reason, get this, Eric, they think that I eat like I'm white trash. And I said, how dare you? That's what I said. And it was basically so the idea. Yeah, well, uh, that's How the thing. You? The idea of this guy, like, oh, man, you eat any everything out of a can. I said, number one, that's not true. Number two, I'm going to kick you right in your can if you don't shut your mouth. But also, I don't know. You like the sushi, do you? And, oh, I don't know anything about that. I said, well, let me explain, because that is my fancy eating. At least I know. Me and Logan have done a lot of research, but this has been bothering me for like three days long. How dare them say this? I did actually you, did you make just tell him to deal. go home because we're still under quarantine? Yes. I said, get the heck out. Actually. Actually, he was just stopping over to pick up Zach because he was going to go uh, touch up his hair again. Get another haircut. Oh, he's a military man. He is. I, I go in. Zach is doing I need a to touch up my hair. Yeah, I'll touch up your hair. Zach was doing his I got backwoods grease monkey is about to rape and murder somebody. Zach was doing some marine training while playing WoW is what he was doing. But yeah, so we end there with all of these things. We have the mystery of Tartarus. Then at the end, you have the Spectre No one hides from vengeance. All shall receive the divine punishment of the Spectre. The Spectre. And with that, I think that maybe maybe you get a little. No, it probably sounds like thunder. You, you like end a up having opening. a little too much in the last three pages after really getting nothing but a fight going. So you got to have to figure out. Okay, like you said, how they get out of Tartarus? What's affecting them in particular? How is this then affecting? How is it transferring to them? It's a quick moving issue. Yeah, and so by the end, you do have a lot of stuff thrown at you that I hope is you know, resolve. But sometimes I'm not going to say that Diddy ends up not resolving things there, but what he ends up doing is <laughs> the explanations end up being not as big as they once yeah. seemed. But he does, he does reference the things. It's not like Joshua Williamson with the forever force. We actually do get an explanation. It's just never as big as it's presented. And I was having a lot of fun with this issue. And it's so weird 
for me to get upset because at the end we got too much. I actually think that Venditti's pacing is I'm going to throw everything out of him the first issue. Then we'll have him deal with it the we'll second issue. And, and then the think. third issue is just like, eh, it didn't really. It wasn't as big. It, it's like a reverse it's pacing. <laughs> it's like a re- so I thought – all right, he's starting, and you know, with some that's fun. That's the end of that chapter. <laughs> really. I, I, he's starting with some fun, some myth. And then we'll get the mystery of it that, yeah, now he's got to throw the specter in at the end. I'm like, ah, oh, I hope that he didn't go too far to put too much to explain in the next couple issues because these are only a couple issue arcs. But at the end, the art is great. But what, did you, what did you give it? I ended up giving it a 6.9 out of 10. You, you couldn't go that 7, could no, you? No, I couldn't. You because just couldn't you, go that far. <laughs> I wanted to. That's where I originally was. But for the substance we got in this issue and the questions I had afterwards and just knowing the formula of it, I'm like, the thing is, is like that 7, that average 7 that you just want to give sometimes because you're like, you know, oh, that's just a you know an okay issue. I'm like, it's okay, but just not up to that point for in my mind. Yeah, and I I do want to point out to some people the idea of us doing these reviews. I know that we're, you know, we're morons, right? We're goofballs. We like to joke around and stuff like that. But when we do come down to a score, we do end up, you know, kind of thinking about it for a little. And that is a thing sometimes where you don't want to go to that next echelon of scores. You don't want to get into that next – in my mind, I see a 6.9. The loser minds, oh my God, he must have hated this issue because it's not an eight or above. But I'm like, no, like in my mind, there's a lot of things to like about this issue, but not a lot of substance overall. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go a little bit further, Eric. I'm actually going to go 7.5. I'm going to go 7.5 just because well, I, did, I did enjoy the stuff, but I enjoyed it enough that by the end, I am worried, but I did like the setup and things. And I love the art. The art to it's me. Good is enough of, you know, pushing it up there. And I'm going to try to be a little positive at some point Ooh, in my life. <laughs> my. I mean, really, unless it is a hepatitis so the test, that you didn't I want to be more positive. There, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be. Justice League Odyssey number 20 is the next one. It's the Justice League section. This is written by Dan M with art by Cliff Richards, Rain Barreto, and End World design it's a bit jarring getting back into this book after a long break but really all we get this issue is Azrael's death and a time message in a time bottle sent back to be the reason why cyborg wasn't fully assimilated by dark side yeah that and a hundred dark side is is to drive me nuts <laughs> i was going so i i sat there and i really thought and somebody listening maybe eventually you'll write some comics or maybe some people writing comics is doing right now listening Somebody have it so that Darkseid is in the room when somebody says Darkseid is and have Darkseid kill them and say, I will never let that be said again. I just I am so sick of it. It's not funny. It's nothing. And it's annoying is what it is, actually, because I just can't take it anymore. And when Azrael just keeps saying well, the thing it, I'm like, is, Geez. overall, Darkseid is it's a thing. It'll happen every now and again, especially when you're dealing with Darkseid or any of his alkalites. But the amount of times it's said here, it's like. Look, I, I get you, buddy. You just don't have – you like write some actual dialogue <laughs> yeah, besides that's what I'm Side is. Yeah, we got to go beyond this and, and write some things. But going back into this issue, I, I did end up sitting there and I'll admit it. They're like talking – Starfire? <laughs> Who didn't tell me that? I was like, holy moly. And then I remembered, yeah, yeah, she did. But yeah, yeah, she when, did. We're, when we're jumping Blackfire into this, what I really hardcore. needed, oh yeah, what I really needed here though, and it's nothing Dan Abnett can be called at fault. I said it last issue. These were already written. So this would have been right after the other, but I'm like, 
I can't remember anybody in this book. And I really wish this would have out Poor of Gammon just a knife. coincidence. I wish this would have been one of those books that at the beginning, roll call. Well, my name's Gamma Knife, and I'm here. To I really needed a bunch of the characters to have them be spelled out again so then I could get in tune with what's going on. But we know about her seven drones as well. Yeah, yeah. You what know, hacks sleepy, up to? She's an engineer. Doc, you got, you know, drippy. With this, though, it's the opposite, so I wasn't as bad off anyway, because you don't really need to know anybody else. That's the thing but is, Jessica. you have a lot of the characters. The thing is, like like you're saying, I wasn't thinking about the JLO pass, but like jumping into this book, reading it earlier today, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to acclimate myself back into this whole thing. It won't be hard for me, but I didn't even think of when going into this book, who the JLO are, but like, and I'm turning the page, like, oh, that's right, Orion's in this book. <laughs> that's how hey, I there's was. there's Hex. Hey, there's Blackfire. All right. I'm back on the trolley yeah. now. And what I'm saying is exactly that, that if you're not, it doesn't have a roll call in the beginning, <laughs> but the ca- other characters are just kind of hanging. They're hanging while, about. while Jessica and then eventually Epoch. Blackfire does some things. But yeah, and then they're kind of, it's a weird kind of progression where, like you say, the next page, oh yeah, Orion. Let's use oh, some yeah, buzzwords to bring everybody up to speed. Yeah. Sepulchre, yeah. the ghost sector. It's All such right, a weird issue to get you back in because- I was pretty much coming in. I felt like I had a clean sleep. <laughs> I can't remember anything in a normal time. And you go back, and I, I'm not going to tell you that these last couple issues leading into this with Epoch and all this were really, you know, straightforward and, and really hit hard that I was thinking about them during the shutdown. Well, that's the weird part. Where, like, you know, you're not, we're not thinking about JLO. It's that weird side book that just ha- happens to be called Just League in the beginning of the whole thing. But this whole turnabout where we had the ghost sector in the beginning of the series, it went on for forever and we just sat there i'm like what the hell are they trying to do with this whole thing in the ghost sector it does it's not really thrilling but then once we have you know half of our team turned into you know new gods I'm like all right and then we have jessica cruz become an omega being at this point and then have a whole new crew I'm like, well this is getting interesting let's chase after sepulchre let's go outside the known universe this is getting some good stuff going on and then when we get to epoch and now we're going to slow down because we got to talk about time travel and resetting the universe i'm like well, I know you're not going to do this in this Just Like Odyssey book, so I don't know what you're trying to play with here or what we're even going to do here. Yeah, exactly. And Epoch, it, it was like he, they should have called him Epoxy, Eric, because everything got stuck then. Oh, my. Because when that happened, I he did. I was like, left this part I, of the freaking I, I story know. yet. And I've ended like, huh, you know what? Uh, like you said, you're going to play around with this is going to rewrite the entire universe, the galaxy, the timeline in Darkseid's deal or theirs. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. You, you, you can pretend all that's you the want. Thing is, I want to, you know, just like, you know, put my disbelief away and be able to freaking just be in the, the story at the moment. Because the thing is, the worst part about everything, I'm sitting here because I love Jessica Cruz. I want to know why oh, she's still wearing... You want to marry wearing... her? I do. Oh. I do want to marry her. How about go. that? Okay. But, uh, I just want to know why she's still wearing a Green Lantern uniform. Her ring's crushed inside her. She's absorbed half of, you know, Omega energy from Darkseid's blast, stuff like that. I'm like, I need to know more about this, not about time travel and rewriting the history of the universe without a Darkseid. I'm like, you're going all this, like, you know, far outside of the cool stuff that you've already presented without talking about the cool stuff. I'm like, please, let's, let's take a step back. Let's, let's assess the situation, take a breath and talk about this coolness. Yeah. So what you have. The new hotness here. Yeah, the hotness. What you have here is they 
are getting attacked and attacking these new, new gods. It's so that- funny, these new, new gods, too, because that, remember where we were at before? We, we had to stop because Sepulchre is out and about, going out past the known universe. We're chasing after him. Oh, no, we done broke down. We got to go into this this weird ship graveyard that shouldn't be here and get some parts. I just imagine their Sepulchre should be so far away at this point. He's just dropping people off. They're eventually making their way back to stop you know them from getting what they need to follow on. But I'm like, the idea at the end where it's like, Darkseid's coming back for you now. I'm like, man, that's going to be like a, a week journey back for how long they've been here. Like, he, if he just kept going straight, he's going to have to turn around to him all the way back. He's going to be pissed. Yeah, he's going to be. He's going to be mad. But once he gets back, he'll see Rupert Grint there. And then he'll be, oh, wait, that's Orion. He <laughs> looks like Rupert Grint. But yeah, <laughs> so with you. this, though, you're, you end up with Starfire. She gets killed by her sister. Then same deal Blackfire ends up taking down Azrael after he says a a million times she is (laughs) and she just says I don't care if they're your friends they're not anymore she is actually thinking more sensible through all this why is it more fun to say bad butt anymore than badass I don't know I like bad butt she's a crumb (laughs) bum you end up though with this with the Back in the back of your mind, you're saying already, yeah, you're not going to be able to change or rewrite the whole unit. Like, don't even pretend. But also, you're dealing with with deaths of big characters that are Jessica's team while you're basically standing in a a device (laughs) that can rewrite time or at least go back or do whatever. I mean, really, this whole thing with Epoch, it is a free ticket to just do whatever you want. So that lessens the stakes as well. But now with this, she Jessica keeps saying, uh, I, we can't kill all these. I know Cyborg is, you know, he's fighting he's it. He's telling me. He's telling me. He's in there. Yeah. He's crying out. He's doing whatever he can to be able to like maintain who he is outside the anti-life equation. Yeah. And you end up having Rupert Grint say, no, no, no. I know Darkseid. He's a trickster. The father of he's lies. He's punking you. He's Loki. He's doing this. He's just messing with you to almost just laugh at you. He's probably laughing at you right now because really the messages Jessica's getting is not really making her do stuff or not do stuff, except that she wants to try to save, Cyborg's you know, Cyborg. it's not giving her any sort somewhere. of trap, but you know, you already have two down, but we know just that they're not going to end up or, that way. If Orion's idea of the whole punking where, you know, Cyborg, you know, the, the new God Cyborg that he is pinging about is the whole thing, sending these subliminal messages to Jessica. Jessica, then they get done and he just pings away his dark side's like dark side is am i right <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you they're, they're watching the video laughing it up uh, hey look at this and so they end up deciding that the only way that they can stop this now it's it's crazy because at this point jessica pretty bring jessica brings up the idea we can just rewrite time we can just do this but you can't because that's too big yeah, and she says that's that too can't big whatever but I still think it's going to kind of end up that way anyway. But what we'll do is we'll get a map of everything that happened in the time before. And we'll put the time in a bottle and and we'll send it back to a certain specific point. And then we'll see if that changes things. And we'll do that. I will tell you this. We have a gigantic satellite time machine thing going on outside the known universe. And we're going to have crystal little spheres to be able to do whatever we need. I do not need all of the science behind it for how it's going to work and why we need a drone and how we're going to use the drone to use this to send it back in time. So Jessica, like once Jessica started becoming a hologram from the future, I started having like thinking she's Dean Stockwell from Quantum Leap. Like, how is this working? And I'm like, I don't think as I say, how is this working? But 
I didn't expect that at all for everything they set up with their weird scientific jargon because all of a sudden she's just there. They can't see or hear me. Uh, but, you know, something within Cyborg, cybernetic being, he it was able to bring it up. So once he was changed into the new god, he was shoved deep down inside of systems where he found the subliminal messages of Dean Stockwell, Green Lantern, and was able to figure things out and keep sending these messages out to Jessica to wrap everything around and make it make sense why Cyborg keeps sending these signals out, even though I'm sitting here like, she's got a ring that's crushed into her hand, and I'm like, I, I don't even know how she's getting these signals, honestly. I, and she, that ends up being that time loop deal where she ends up sending back, you know, the hopes and dreams there, and then when you end up having Cyborg get that, dreams. it I'm ends up drone being... And Ziggy from now on, just because yeah, I like it is Ziggy, weight. and it ends up where it goes a little too far. And like you said, there's going to be an explanation of how you got to make it small. And in this, I'm like, okay, let's go. Page the page, weird part page. about all and, this for even thing that Cyborg ended up saying, like you know. I, I got your message, just so you know. I couldn't tell you this right away for some reason, so you knew to do this, but I got it. It's what kept me alive, but I need you to know right now, Jessica Cruz, Epoch, he's not smart enough to do what he wants to do. His math's going to be all freaked up. It's going to be all messed up. Darkseid, he's coming back because now he knows about this. He's a new god. Darkseid is, Jessica. I don't know if you know this, but uh, he's going to be able to rewrite the history, so I need you to destroy all this stuff. I'm sitting here, I'm like, all right, we got Starfire dead. We got Azrael dead. This is messed up. I just don't know what we're going to do at any time with this time machine to go back, make it so these characters aren't dead anymore, because if we do this... We're just going to be right back into the ghost sector. And I'm like, I, 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 like, that's just going to be the weirdest non like story of all time. And I, I hate when things happen like that. I think we're going to have Jessica end up, I, Cyborg will probably be the guy who he has it now. He has the, the idea. map to do it. Even the idea of this great idea, we've changed Jessica Cruz. She is now, you know, being able to possess a mega energy. I'm like, oh, that's a cool aspect. I don't need to know more. By the, by the end of this whole thing, it won't matter. And that's why we don't have to stop and talk about how this is a thing because it doesn't matter. I'm like, that's just disappointing. Yeah. And, and hey, maybe it'll be different, but it seems maybe it like, will. it seems like that's what it's pointing at. And I think it seems like this is what just you're what I gleam get. from the future yeah, of how oh, I, I understand I what's going to happen too. going forward. And you have, uh, a, explanation with with cyborg where he's like yeah dark side took me over and he stripped me down to my core except the undercore that found he didn't find this bobble here <laughs> i'm like yeah that doesn't really work where you're trying Whatever. to explain yourself away from how they didn't Ping. see that where this would have been something that dark side would have seen and maybe we'll find out he did maybe because i don't know if you know this jim dark side is dark side is but yeah you have an do you like what blackfires listen here justice league i kind of like that she just keeps calling her justice <laughs> he's done that for laugh. a while i know it just makes me laugh in this it seems like as dark side is thrown out a little more justice league seems to be thrown out a little more here and i i kind of like it but if you're going to you know i don't think this is a great issue it really it's is not. just a Kind of make a MacGuffin thing that All you right, send we gotta back. Explain why yeah. Cyborg's been why sending these doing messages. That. So okay, it's a we'll setup. Do that. It's actually a setup issue yeah. that sets up issues before even and goes. <laughs> so not much happens. But the the other problem with this is. The other characters don't really have anything to do. Orion's there to just say, man, that dark side, side, he's tricky. You end up having, you know, Dexstar, who we were so excited to join in. I didn't even bring up Dexstar. He only shows up one time ever. That's all he ever does. He shows up for one panel and says, yeah, I'm here to kill. And you're like, oh, yeah, Dexstar, you're in here. That's right. All right, buddy. And yeah, and Gamma Knife, some characters that, like you said, before this Epoch thing, and even Epoch, we don't get barely. But he's busy doing Epoch stuff. He's busy, uh, but 
before this, when we had it, it's a real shame that you ended up even having this ghost sector. And then because I like this team, we said it it's before. Really interesting. Cool. This is actually the most interesting part of this book so far, getting these characters together to go do something. It's just the something that we have to do. It's not hitting on all cylinders and, and right it's, now. It's Dan Abnett writing what really starts to become a Guardians of the Galaxy book, but they're Coats. stuck in this stupid ghost sector and then out of the ghost sector and with some poker it ends up where he has so many restraints it seems of what he can do imagine this whole thing we have gone past the source wall we have gone past the known physical part of the universe at this point we can do anything where have we been for months upon months in a freaking ship graveyard i'm like you can do anything and you put us in a ship graveyard that doesn't even make any sense if this would have been the story where skip this freaking ghost sector that all it was was they needed a team (laughs) to go beyond the source wall to make sure things were okay to figure out what's beyond there to do all this it's almost like a star trek meets guardians of the galaxy and you know I Amazing. hate one of those, but you end up where they go I through, hate Star and Trek. you could have had so much fun. No, I meant Guardians of the Galaxy. I Ooh. love that Star Trek. <laughs> I love it. So you end up when you go by and pass the source it's wall. Weird sound bite. You're playing. I know you're playing with a lot of things, and then you can meet Gamma Knife, who's there. You can end up meeting Orion, who's out there, who he escaped the whole deal. And you could have had a lot of fun, and that's one thing I think that's missing from this book, especially the past handful of issues is fun it's a very dark and doom filled book a dreadful book well, even thinking about just look characters. at the characters beyond jessica cruz stuff like that we have like blackfire is like the uh the gamora you know orion's the drax and you know dexter is the rocket raccoon character but there you we go are dealing essentially with you know a whole bit of guardians of the galaxy and you're but you're not having fun with it it, no. it ends up being but stuck. i'd like to i would love to because all the elements to. are there but you know for a fact not a fact but i mean you could probably Probably gander the idea when this is over they end up out of the gut this book is done it'll be canceled and so you'll never get that fun you have dan admin on it which just ends up making it even more oh my god god yeah, and he's doing like the whole thing where Mar- if they if DC decides to go the Marvel route, where a lot of the side stories, or like the side smaller books, end up going digital, this would be on my list to go from DC Comics. And I over would to want digital. them afterwards to have all of this. They get back as, and maybe you'll have Azrael, and you'll have even Starfire. Like, hey, we're gonna Keep go back Azrael to Earth. I'm he's saying they'll be nothing. like, we'll go back to Earth. We're gonna go back to Earth. Yeah, whatever. No and then Jessica Cruz saying, well, you know what? There's a lot out there to explore. Who's with me? And Cyborg. Cyborg. Of course, he's heading back there too, but they could just go off and do it. It'd be so much fun. And it would be a great digital only book. I'm with you. That's awesome. I think that you actually had one good idea in your entire damn life, Eric. It's awesome. I think that that'd be the good. I think that that's a cool idea. But what would you give this issue? I didn't. I'm giving this issue a six out of 10 because the thing is, while I do love the characters, I love the art. There's not a lot of story here, and the story they're doing is just tying up loose ends of stuff that you really didn't care about previously anyway. It was just there to keep things like, you know, hope alive in the long run. So then you get a big scientific jargon explanation about it. It doesn't matter in the long run. No, it doesn't. And you end with Darkseid just showing up, and, and like you ended up finding out Darkseid is going to come. Yeah. He's going to use the Epoch's machine, <laughs> and he's going to do that because so Epoch's nonsense. So we got to destroy nonsense. the machine before Darkseid gets there because Darkseid's going to make a Darkseid universe with it. But if you destroy the machine, 
machine, then you're never getting but your teammates friends? back. That's it. There you go. There is the tug oh, of war. No. That's where they pull Poor on the heartstrings. Omega what Cruz. They, what are they going to do? But yeah, you ended. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Uh, again, it, it's, it's not much going on. But after that break going in here, you do see why Cyborg has kind of remained his, yeah. you know, in down below down below cyborg he, he still has his memories and things and why the others never could revert there and seem like they were uh, not able to be turned anyway that's why they're dead so that you can bring them back from at the beginning but you said it I, i'm reading this and i'm thinking like really like all this stuff including like you said jessica cruz being powered up having that whole mega power it's the coolest part of the book in my mind getting it thrown out there again you're like all right and then as it's going like yeah you're gonna reset this aren't you you can't ever go off and do that so yeah, i kind of w- i really hope going forward that she's somehow this weird catalyst where she's a sam beckett character i want to keep using quantum weight but anyway i want to be the reason she has to stay behind where everything reverts back except for her where she gets to keep this she gets a cool new costume, new name, because not a Green Lantern anymore, but become this Omega being. Just do something new and different with Jessica Cruz, because I thought we were going to get a power ring Jessica Cruz going like from when she was first introduced, becoming a hero power ring, just becoming a Green Lantern. I'm like, well, you just kind of made her less in my mind, because now she's just one of many of other characters. Like, I want her to stand out on her own outside of the Green Lantern bit. Well, she could be the Omega Lantern, Eric, can't she? Isn't that what you want? Uh, the Omega Lantern? I don't Lantern? want any Lanterns going yeah, on because we got Omega, Phantom Lanterns. We got weird stuff. There's too many Lanterns to begin with. There is. There's too many indeed. All those Chinese Lanterns that Omega people put Mama. out on their front lawn near Halloween and stuff. I don't need that stuff. The right? Omega Mama. <laughs> the Omega Mama <laughs> is where you're going. AC Slater comes up. What's up, Mama? Uh, I take away the idea that you had any sort of good <laughs> idea. AC Slater. What's up, Omega Mama? Ah, uh, yes, but we're going to go <laughs> off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week, even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First I'll hear... Oh, yes, you're going to hear mail with Jim, and this is going to be two mails, uh, both from Mark's, talking a little bit about our man, Reggie. And the first one's Mark Jager says, hi, Jim and Eric. What a tragic week this was losing Reggie. I'm still grappling with this loss, so I can't imagine how hard this has been on his loved ones and close friends. When I first started listening to the podcast, he was a regular, and he stood out with what I can only describe as the voice of God. I could hear the joy in his heart, and I loved to hear his booming laugh. It was so great to hear the three of you discuss comic books, rant about comic books, argue about comic books, and most importantly, talk about the best nonsense. It was a gift to be able to hear the new F. Mary Kill episode recently, and I can't thank you enough for getting it to happen. And yeah, we were trying to figure out what we could do, because I said at the beginning, Reggie wasn't able to read, and so we were kind of kicking around things and he kept ending up 
things were coming up all the time. We we kept saying, okay, we'll do this. And then he'd have to do something that day and, and things. So it, it really was like, let's just do that. And I said, I mean, pretty much, I think the F Mary kills on the necessary nonsense. They're done. I, I don't think I'll be able to do one of those without Reggie now. There, there's no way just because he hated the way that me and Eric do that. And And the thing, though, is, is that this last one, I think he kind of got, uh, you know, into the idea of how me and Eric do it and ended up coming around by the end. So that was uh, fun. But, yeah, we had some fun doing that. I love history as much as comic books. So hearing Reggie and Chris talk about comics history on the podcast and also on their Cosmic Treadmill podcast was something not to be missed. It was incredible to get a laugh so much while learning about comics history. It is such a huge loss to not be able to look forward to Reggie talking about so many historical things, including the fun Saturday morning cartoon podcast you had just started with him. And yeah, we started that and then he had his problems at at the beginning. And again, we were planning on doing the next episode. He was going to do the Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends episode with me on the Patreon, and he ended up not being able to do it that day. And then the next one that we were going to do was actually the Super Harlem Globetrotters cartoon. So it's tough. We were getting ready to do that. The more I got to know Reggie, the more I realized what a modest guy he was because I found he could have enthralled us for hours on end about a lot of topics, but his inquisitive mind instead wanted to be more about the people around him. I I think that is supposed to mean that I ended up talking too much is what that meant. Uh, We lost such a great guy. and My heart goes out to his wife and family. Rest in peace, Reggie. I'm so happy to have known you. And I said it. I had a little thing on the Patreon. I said, it was obvious that when Reggie would come on, all I'd want to do is make him laugh because of his crazy laugh that I love so much. And and he would just have this belly laugh that, that would go. So that was just all I was doing. And half the time he'd come on, his books were nonsense. Anyway, I'd go get a sandwich. So you had that. Batman Beyond Mark is next. I only had the privilege to talk to Reggie directly once. It was back when I recorded the Batman Beyond reviews with Jim and Eric. It was in between recordings. I joined the call for the Beyond review, and Jim told me Eric would be back in a minute to start the review. He was probably having a smoke. I don't remember. He probably was. But Reggie was still in the call with Jim from what I'm guessing was the previous review they had recorded. I'm sure that this is when we were still doing it on Skype, and Reggie probably was still on from the section that we just did before. And and I'm guessing that what happened would have been that usually – I am very bad at guessing how long things are going to last. So I probably said Reggie was probably on with us, say, at 7 o'clock on a Friday night, maybe. And then I said to Mark, okay, well, we'll be done with Reggie about 8.30. So, you know, do that. And so he was probably calling on the Skype call while we were recording. And then probably I just had to answer then uh, while Reggie was still on. And uh, I might have even said, and and guessing it, I probably would have said to Reggie, oh, Mark's calling. Uh, I'm going to get that. We have to record with him. And Reggie probably just said, I'll stick around and we'll talk a little before you get started, before Eric gets back. Uh, I admit to being a bit starstruck. It was a bit like the first time I recorded with Jim and Eric. Here was the one of the people who I listened to on the podcast and made me laugh every week. The difference was that this was unexpected. And I don't doubt I said something stupid. I probably was just actually usually between 
calls before we start recording and things like that, I usually sit there and mumble to myself. I'm usually not involved. So I, I, I'm sure that what ended up happening was I said, hey, Reggie Mark's on the line and then started looking through my notes and things like that and getting things ready to record. The uh, whole conversation was a blur. I don't remember what we talked about, probably how bad the book they had just reviewed was, which, again, Reggie's books, that's probably pretty much an accurate call there. But I do remember the three of us were laughing when Eric got back and we were probably making fun of Eric like we did. Then Reggie had to go so we could start recording. I remember him saying that it was nice to meet me before he left the call, and that's just a short conversation with him that brightened my whole day. Rest well, Reggie, you will be missed. That's from Batman Beyond, Mark. And that is the mail. And I said earlier, if anybody else wants to email in some memories or thoughts about Reggie, that you're more than welcome. I will read them all, uh, even if it does make me sad, because I'm getting sad again. But yeah, I miss Reggie so much, and it just it stinks all around, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. But if you do want to email, email us in at weirdsciencedccomics.com. But we're going to get back to the books. People really put it down. Why's the CEO's not around? They said we're all cold. Don't want to hear Rose growing old. It's this generation. It's this generation, baby. I guess it'll all just fade away. Scott's not has any kind of say. I'm not trying to cause a big sensation. Just talking DC's generation. DC's generation. DC's generation, baby. And we're back, Eric. We're back with some classics. Classics are here. Yeah, not generations, Eric. That's not happening. It seems. I think Scott Snyder put a squash on good, that. Good. I guess. I. I don't know. I. I can't say good because I was excited for something different, but you know, we'll maybe that there. wasn't the we'll thing. Maybe that wasn't it. I don't know that over the top in your face. Turn it to eleven. Everything of death metal will do it either. No. I, that just seems too much. We wait till in your after face. that. Yeah, I guess so. That. That's when you have whatever. Who knows what it'll be, but Bring on will, it be, will it be as good as these classics, Eric? Hopefully. Would it? Can it be? Well, we're going to be talking three books here. And as we go forward, it did kind of work out that it seems like we'll only have like one book on each of these two sections going forward, having the Flash go forward and also the Wonder Woman deal. So it will work out as we mix in the new with the old going forward. And then when we hit June, boy, we, we have an avalanche of new at that point. We've got so, a normal amount of new. Yeah, I, I think it's actually more new than what we've had in the past. There are a couple weeks where we will have 14 books on an episode. We have not had that in quite 
quite some time, but we'll see how it works out. And plus, we have the we, spotlight. We, we might have that 14 I do. We can kind books, of but who up. says we're no, going to be no, doing all of them? No, I'm saying these are ones that we do. I was counting them today. There's actually like 18 books the one week. We don't do quite all of those, but we'll see how it is as it goes forward and things like that. Because remember, Dan DeDio was the one who wanted to dial back the books. Maybe they're going to push forward with these and a lot of the things that were going to be single issues each month are going to buy monthly again and all that so we'll see how it goes but batman number 420 that's from the past there that we're in the wayback machine that was from way back in 1988 what a year what a year year, that 88 i mean guns and roses on top of the world we're still waiting for a batman movie to come out we were still waiting for that that is true we were waiting for that we were all listening to maybe appetite for destruction maybe lies was out by then but i think that might have been 89 Uh, and everybody still thought that def leppard was cool eric imagine that dancing mike's getting pissed right now he's like i always think they're Cool, but you end up with this being Batman number 420. As I said, it's the last part of 10 Nights of the Beast. It's part four. It's written by Jim Starlin and art by Jim Aperol, Mike DiCarlo, Adrian Roy, and John Costanza. We get to the end of the 10 Nights of the Beast story and find out who the mole is, save the president, and watch Batman go against his vow until it's retconned later. It's an issue filled with chases and fights, and since we do know that the ending is retconned, it doesn't hit as hard as it might have otherwise. And I do think that that's, in my mind, why this issue doesn't come hard-hitting as I think it would have back in the day, because this is huge, but we know that See, it, I don't it know. doesn't know The whole stick. thing, even when I'm reading this, not even putting the retcon away where they went and like made sure the beast got out and he wasn't just kept there until he'd starved to death or whatever, the whole thing... Reading this, not thinking about that, but removing myself from everything we know going forward, I still thought to myself at the end that, you know, someone's going to go down there and take care of the beast. Yeah, yeah. It is funny that when they did say, oh, my God, he did it, he did it. I think it's more because of the, you know, how it was led into, but also then Batman not telling what happened. You know, you end up, hey, what happened to the beast? Not telling. <laughs> I'm like, oh my! Well, he not, doesn't want even anybody that, The whole know. thing where he's not telling. He's talking to Agent Bundy, who before is like, like, look, you got to do whatever you got to do to take care of this so guy. You think he's trying to save face? He's trying yeah, to be he's a man. To be cool to CIA. I, I like that. That Agent Bundy's like, listen. Do you understand <laughs> what's coming out of my mouth? I'm saying you got to do whatever. Yeah, yeah, I get it. No, no, you got to do whatever. Not a Finally, jury Batman in the world has enough. You not a CIA agent around would arrest you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wink, wink. And then Batman's like, "What the heck are you doing? Shut up!" But you do well, start it's detective, out. huh? Yeah, you you find out right at the beginning. You you don't want to be Ambrose Deerling, the engineer. Engineer, Engineer. I like too that Batman has to explain a a weapon arm for a a trained killer. It's going to turn bad for him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's turned bad. Now I do love the art of that. I love that you see the bullet holes above, and then the you know the the sliding down blood stains and stuff. It's pretty cool, right? That's cool stuff. I'm a psycho. Yeah, it's cool stuff, Jim. I I think it's very well done. Over here. I like that you have Batman. It's like, yeah, he says he was an engineer. He's got to explain to us that he wasn't technically really an engineer, though he was. But he was he more was. involved in making, you know, hands for people and guns and maybe a gun hand and all this. But it is With a, a good bayonet. setup. 
And and I like the setup because you're in day nine. You do know that the next deal is President, President Reagan. Reagan's who's coming. coming to town. So you don't think that President Reagan is going to die. So you do have to remind people each issue how badass the beast is. So you need somebody to die. Well, it's it's old Durling, the engineer. And yeah, he's dead. Batman seems to like... Oh, well, and Ghost doesn't even do anything for the body. He just walks out in my mind. Oh, just like, yeah. not a coroner. Well, it's true, but at least call somebody, maybe, or at least set him down, close his eyes, put some pennies in there or some. And he says, yep. I like <laughs> What's to up that, with your Batman? I your like head. to, though. He, he Also, though, in my mind, he tries to get himself out of feeling any bit guilty. Like, yeah, I've been a little busy and I got here a little too late. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, and I think it's one of those, that's what you get for selling a hand to the cagey beast. And he goes off. But you do have President Reagan, as we've seen throughout all of this. He is not going to listen to anybody. He's coming to Gotham. I don't know what this conference is going to have. There's not many people alive that were going to speak there. So he's going to come. All he's going to be the big draw. We only have two people who are on the hit list who haven't been killed. And besides they're from president, yeah, they're in hiding. But beyond that, we have a hundred people from that gala that just died because they like the pea soup. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but they're still going to go on with this conference. Yeah. <laughs> president Reagan's still coming into town with a few days to throw. Just the but- idea, though, where he comes to town and Batman is not about any of this, where he swings down, grabs Reagan, and goes away so nothing bad can happen. Like the idea of Batman, just thinking about this monumental moment where he grabs the president and swings away. I'm like. Why doesn't more people talk about the time that, you know, Batman kidnaps Ronald Reagan? I I actually thought that we'd get a crack. It's the Gwen Stacy where he breaks President Reagan's neck, but he does swing down and grab it. It is very goofy. It's very goofy. And you end up where this is going to start again. Agent Parker from the FBI being pissed off. Why aren't you doing things? You don't tell me what's going on. He's about to shoot and kill Batman, which I, I also thought Reagan's an old fella, even back then at this point in his life if he does shoot batman he's dropping reagan i think reagan dies but you know parker he's just gonna go he hates the batman so he's gonna shoot him and then gordon gives him the shove at the last second so he misfires probably kills somebody else in the crowd probably probably shoot somebody in the crowd uh but yeah you end up having batman beast did over here (laughs) he killed again oh no no. the beast and uh you end up having the helicopter there which bundy is driving bundy he he can do a lot he's a jack of all trades that guy he comes in and picks up reagan he's like you better explain things to me young man and they go off and this is going to continue the idea of Parker being left in the dark about what's going on because they don't necessarily think Parker is the guy. They are the even suits. saying it's the other suits and you do see that blonde haired son of a bitch right there. And I told <laughs> you he was showing up a little too much. So what they're going to end up doing is and they do tell Parker, then he's back in his hotel. It's not like they're going to take him to an undisclosed place and not tell everybody. They seem to not care at this point because they're they're going to do a little switcheroo anyway to figure out. But Batman says it doesn't matter. He knows who the bad guy is. He knows who the mole. They're going to try to trick him. They're going to try to get him. But Batman ends up that this whole trick really does put Batman in the crosshairs. It's odd, but in the meantime, the big thing is then they know where 
Reagan is word gets to him, which does make it seem like they're trying to trick us to think that it is Bundy. Yeah. At the point. Because they totally it, are because they're wearing oh, the yeah. same suit at that. Thing yeah, when the you same see suit. Who, yeah. And it, that's nonsense. Yeah, that, you're playing that your is tricks. I got you. Yeah, that's a false deal. So what happens, though, is you see Solari and it is it a little racist a bit where he's now going to be a suicide bomber no. where he uh, he's going to come in. It, probably one of the most inventive and swashbuckling suicide bombers you'll Hang ever meet. Gliding suicide Hang glider. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't get that much. He's got the dynamite <laughs> vest on. You know, somebody's yelling, "Hey, what a dynamite vest!" He, a dynamite gown. He ends up going in, and Robin is the one who saves the day. Thank God up. we had something for Robin to do in this whole thing. He swings down, knocks the glider around, so Solari cannot land and like actually not even land, just blow up the roof where everybody is with the helicopter, but ends up going down and taking out another floor below them. I'm like, yeah, we just lost a few windows. Before. I'm like, <laughs> there I were got. people in that building. I know it. Robin's a killer. in <laughs> Kind of. And I love it too. It is just the idea. Well, at this point, Robin didn't he already push that person anything. off the balcony? Yeah, I think he did. Robin, he doesn't have anything to do. Nothing to do here. So he just ends up kicking Solari as they're shooting All away. Right, Solari realizes he's in trouble. And I do like that the way it's spelled out, I really thought that he Robin was going to miss. Because he's like, he only has one chance. Ah, oh, here we go. He's going to miss him, but he does not. But this whole plan is going down, the whole idea of them trying to kill Reagan, but also Batman trying to figure out this mole where who is feeding the beast the info. But really, overall, with this, there's not a lot of story left to tell in all of this. You just get Reagan there, and you need this confrontation between Batman and the beast. Well, even this whole thing that we're setting up, Batman knows who the mole is, and you know the other FBI agent, the blonde-haired guy. The blonde-haired guy you can't trust, but we're going to be leading Reagan down here, and he knows going in he's going to have the blonde-haired fbi agent behind him he's going to yeah, draw his gun and shoot behind him. him this whole thing batman not only that but he knows the kg beast is going to show up and even go down into the sewer exit this whole thing the entire plan he has wrapped around he is playing chess here and he's seven moves ahead but the plan still involves a lot of cia agents getting killed in the process and i'm like what why batman why this would is you all batman to has happen? to do is say Hey, everybody, I know you want to have the Star Wars conference, whatever. Let's postpone it. Let's not have it. Reagan, you go back in an armored car. You go back to Washington. And by the way, this guy here, he's a mole and he's with the, you know, the KGBs. And a lot of people would have lived, including the KGBs, even though a retcon. But yeah, you end up where when KGB does go bet down into the sewers that Batman is leading him. Like a demon have, jack in the box. He might have been, you know, better to tell the CIA, don't send your guys down there because they will die. And and you even have the double hit. At one point, you're I don't want them. You have them. They're throwing a body amongst them. Like <laughs> They're having a sport of it. Even that but thing yeah. where Batman chases him down into the sewers. There's play, you know, the whole idea of like using human bodies as shields, throwing them back and forth to each other. I'm like, this is a weird fight we're having right now. But I will tell you this. The whole evolution of the KG beast is right here. The whole thing where we start out and he's just a, a weird looking Russian leather daddy where then he moves on, has his like, you know, robotic gun arm. And by the end of this whole thing, when Batman takes out his eyes, so you get that crosshair robot I go and I'm like, we are evolving the beast with each issue, it seems like. And I'm like, that's a cool aspect right now for when we will see the beast again after, you know, it's proven that Batman did not leave him to die in that room. 
And while this is going on, he is waiting for the beast, but this is also, he's also waiting for, uh, you know, this other guy, this other agent that's going to show himself. McDonald ends up, you see that he sold out for $40,000, all these things. Uh, He gets his, he dies, it seems he gets shot. $40,000 just to help kill the president. I think you're getting sold short here. Like, I'm like, you should be able to make more money in my mind. He he didn't have to do too much. He made a couple phone calls. He betrayed his country, Jim. We don't know what he's up to. $40,000. He's probably a junkie or something, right? He's probably smoking the Mary Jane or something. (laughs) He's out of his mind. (laughs) $40,000. Yeah, so he does that. But with that, too. You end up having Batman throw a dart because KG Beast just jumps out. Ha ha. He comes out and it, it's a neat panel, but the perspective of it is off the way it is. It almost looks like, hey, what is he doing up you in that talk window? About off perspective, when McDonald gets shot by, you know, Bundy and stuff like that, Bundy seems to be running in the room with his like weird Uzi pistol, his machine pistol pointing off to his side as he's running and somehow McDonald gets killed. I'm like, are you just that good? Are you like RoboCop here that you're just running to shoot off to the side and ends up killing McDonald? That, that, maybe. <laughs> but then you get in like, well, what's KGB doing up in that third floor entry to the sewers? Because it looks like, <laughs> but I like the way it, it actually plays out once you realize what's happening. But yeah, you end up where Batman then has to react. He throws a dart that hits the KGB right above, you know, in the ideal. Yeah. But that doesn't do anything really. And then they go, you end up having McDonald's. Well, look at it though. It doesn't even hit his eye. It, it hits definitely above his eyebrow. I see his eye squinted shut. That ain't on his eye. That is above, but yet it is his eye at the end, it seems. And then they he ends up you know, skedaddling and going off into the sewers where Batman can track him because he's wounded. He's bleeding. That's the only and reason. And now you had that's that. the big thing where you have this, like we're gonna say, Bane like figure, the precursor to Bane, the guy who is as tough, if not tougher than Batman, somebody that Batman has to take on, the big final confrontation. Like who is gonna win? Who is the bigger, badder motherfucker going on here? And that is the greatest twist of the story of Ball all where Batman will not even entertain the idea because he knows there's a chance he could lose so when he actually leads the beast into the side a little and like, they uh, go through a lot of fighting oh gas, yeah I'm tear you, gas all we end up stuff. going through all of the crazy stuff even the part where we keep throwing like dead cia agents <laughs> at each <laughs> other you know, I'm like, but you know leading, batman leading him down to this place and you know kgb realizing he's a cornered animal just like come on now we're gonna see who the greater man is and batman says no no we're not here take this sucker and closes the door and pr- like locks it shut making sure the beast can never get out but i'm like so no i know you batman you're not gonna let somebody die in here you're gonna wait till at least he's like you know a few days without water and food or something like that hoping he's a little bit weaker and somebody's gonna come for his ass and, and the deal is the idea that if he is arrested you end up where he's not going to be arrested they're going to take and him back that's and that's the big says, push of yeah, and, you know the idea of killing him so he yes. can be brought to some kind of justice or and Bundy vengeance says if if you let him get away, he's going to go back to Moscow. They're going to wipe his brain. And then my, me and my guys are going to suffer because we're going to have to fight him all over the place. Yugoslavia. Che- all these things are going to be where we're going to end up having more people die. So Batman ends up thinking, OK, I got to get rid of this guy because he's going to kill people. Well, he, he kind of let him just kill about 12 people anyway. But with that going forward, you Batman, you know, this is bad having him want to kill him, you know, and really all he does is close a door and it's put swords so, against it, it is right? It's so dark though, the idea of the progression of stuff where it's like, what are you waiting for? Come, let me play. Let's play out this game. Like, why should I? And then you just have a pat, like four panels in a row where it's just 
few years ago, I would have jumped at this chance to test myself against you, but time has taught me many valuable lessons. There's no reason for me to risk my life coming in there after you. And as this is going, he is slowly shutting the doors. He's going until it's just blackness inside from the beast point of view. He would neither accomplish nor prove anything worthwhile. And you just see Batman there just putting Boom. up boards against Shut the door to make boards. sure that he can never get out as the beast slams against it. Yeah, he's slamming against the door. And since then, you have had Batman even have people, the Joker, even in like metal and all that and stuff like that with him being in the cave and stuff like that. So just him putting him in a room where he puts boards. I think that the big thing where people are like, oh, my God, is when he says to Bundy, you don't have to need, you don't have to know about it, whatever. But the thing is, if Bundy is real, they can just go down there yeah. anyway. It ends up being retcon that he tells the GCPD and all this, and they try to go down and get him and arrest him and things like that. But, you know, all in all, he pretty much does have diplomatic immunity and gets sent back. But you have all the this going on. The beast will still be a problem for us in the future. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is here, you end up having Batman fighting the KG Beast. And this is, you know, you said you have a huge fight. You're showing KG Beast through this whole thing is such a threat. It's such a deal where at the end, Batman does have it's to Rocky versus close Ida that Drago. door. He's not going to fight him anymore. I think he also realizes, I don't know that I can beat this guy. Remember the end no of Rocky reason. 4 when Rocky Balboa locked Ivan Drago yeah, in, that room in, the in, the, in the sewer. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. You know, and then they and just then his went son off. came back for Creed. Yeah, Tommy Gunn, right? <laughs> you oh, end up though when they right, lock Katie. him up. Like this is why when we did have that whole deal in the Tom King Batman, that we we're like, this is ridiculous. He didn't even feel like a threat, KG Beast. He was kind of a joke. Where then Batman went and tr- tracked him down and just pretty much left him for dead there as well. Uh, this is better suited this is well played because it's a batman who well it's like every character you have for the most part where you'll you'll reinvent the joker every couple of years to try to make him dark or make him go bigger or even cartoonier depending on what kind of angle you want to go with but most for the most part though when you're introduced especially in this era of comic books to a villain this way they will only be as big as bad as they are for that first appearance every time somebody does something with them after they're going to be a little bit more watered down the further they go along yeah, and if you want to see that in action right now, KG Beast is in Batgirl. Even in Bane. <laughs> Batgirl. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Bane too. But yeah, when you get to the end, he does say to Bundy, hey, you know, the plan worked. I know the, a lot of guys died, RIP, but we end up where the Beast, don't worry about him. He's done. And you get the, the best part of this issue. It's just funny. He's like, yeah, that Reagan impersonator, he, he seemed to skedaddle really quick. And you're like, oh, Reagan impersonator. I wonder what that's all about. And when Batman goes, his car pulls up oh, to, to have him Alfred go. Alfred has such a sense of humor, but Batman, he's not in a laughing kind no. of mood tonight. He just thinks he killed a guy or left him for dead. And there's Alfred, Alfred still driving in the car the in the Reagan, Reagan mask. Well, he's like, where do you want to get go? rid of that silly mask? Yeah, I'm not in the mood. Yeah. And he's like, all right. Yes, yes sir. sir. But what it's a, a bitch. Cu- it's a funny little deal to see. And the way to explain that it was. It was always Alfred who was that decoy because, in fact, you know, the only one who was in any sort of danger was Alfred dressed up as Ronald Reagan, which I would think that well, the we CIA had and the FBI, coming down before they, we had Gordon in a wig. Yeah, 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 really. I, I do think, though, that people would have been able to see through, though they are the master of disguise, Batman, with his <laughs> kit. <laughs> I could just imagine because it is playing on that whole idea of the Alfred, the actor. But seriously, I don't Sometimes know that Alfred. Bruce 
would have Wayne a great just likes deal. the idea of Ronald Reagan being his butler at home. It's would, a game they play wouldn't sometimes. Wouldn't it be funny just out of nowhere in one of these new issues of Batman where you see in the they go down in the cave and there is Alfred still working on his Ronald Reagan. He's so proud of it. Well, uh, Batman. Well, well, you know what's stupid? I would. I was really hoping that I could pull off a good Ronald Reagan imperson- impersonation. I was actually sitting there thinking, like, yeah, You're I don't thinking. even know if I'm going to try because I was doing it earlier, and I'm like, ah, it's not coming together the it's way okay. I was hoping. All I say is, well, 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 well you got to have that's that as a trigger word to get you going. Yeah, well, that's all I do. I don't even get further than that. I'm no rich little Eric. I'm only little. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> you I am. Oh, you jerk! But yeah, what would you give this? I would end up giving this issue a seven out of ten because while you do have that great ending to the idea of Batman, you know, breaking his vow, pseudo kind of vow, something I'm not a huge fan of, just because it's not the way I like to see Batman. We know it's not real from what we've seen going forward, but. This was a big turning point in comics for Batman fans, stuff like that, being like brought up against a villain that he could not beat and what would Batman do? But overall, you do have a lot of the same stuff that we've been dealing with, with the CIA, the FBI, you know, what we can tell Keith Parker about and Batman just, you know, pretty much failing to save a lot of people. But overall, you get a really fun fight. You get some really good stuff with the KG beast that you're going to get going forward. But seven out of 10 for me overall. Yeah, I'm going to go seven five. I was a little bit disappointed by it. Uh, like you said, you you just keep continuing CIA, FBI, and it, it's kind of too much now. We, we've seen this for four issues. And you it's know, the weakest part Parker of the story. yelling and screaming where at one point Batman knew that Parker wasn't the guy. He even says, I know who the mole is. It's one of Parker's guys, but I think Parker would have been involved and he would have liked to know that this guy was the mole and Only it doubt. really caused him a lot of trouble with all of that too. Uh, but yeah, seven five for me, but what's next, Eric? Next up, we have Tales of the Teen Titans Annual Number 3, written by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, with art by George Perez, Dick Giordano, Adrian Roy, and Ben Oda from July 1984. The Judas Contract finale is here, and in this issue we see the newly debuted, debut, debuted, debuted, debuted Nightwing. This the debuted! The oh, debuted Nightwing and and Jericho infiltrate the Hive base to save the Teen Titans, only for everyone to discover the Terra Markov's treachery and sanity. During the Titans' escape, Terra loses control of her powers, crushing herself and leaving the Titans shut forever at not only the betrayal, but loss of a teammate. This double cross will remain a secret between our team, though, because as far as the rest of the superhero community is concerned, Terra died a hero and will be remembered as such. That is true. Gotta stay fresh, ma. Yeah, Eric. See, I got a lot of sound effects. At least that bone crush, that bone crushing came in good. Oh my! But yeah, uh, this is a lot, a lot of pages. It's a oversized deal, and it is an annual, so it is oversized. And I think that there wasn't really an oversized story to tell. It is the finale, but the problem is. It's a well, lot of fighting, then stopping, then fighting, then stopping, and really the same kind of fights going on and on. I imagine that Marv Wolfman and George Perez sat there like, all right, this is our big part four, our finale to the Judas Contract. What we got to do is we got to take everything that we did in the previous issues and redo it here in some point. Because even the idea where we have Wintergreen and Adeline sitting there, where Wintergreen talks about his relationship to Slade, it's just like what we had with Adeline, with the flashback to Slade, stuff like that. And then we have Tara Markov talking to Sweeties and stuff like that with Deathstroke. We have the Teen Titans fighting. We and we have the big thing of being revealing Nightwing, which is huge for the story. But even the idea that we don't have Kid Flash show back up feels weird. I know he left like a few issues before this, but he was a part of the contract. Nobody even talked about the idea that hey, Wally, um, a lot of our friends. They might be dead and or captured. Are you okay? Nobody went to go check on Wally West. I'm like, why is he the redheaded stepchild of this whole thing? 
And you know, Deathstroke, he he didn't read that contract. He doesn't even know what he's fighting <laughs> he's for. He's talking about money left and right. Like, oh no, uh, Grant Wilson, he was paid in powers, but those powers killed him. Such is life. Yeah, that's what you get. You know, here we go. And so, yeah, you have this. Those where are the th- breaks. Those are the breaks. You you end up where <laughs> record, got, be you end up having Tara, who is being revealed to the team that she's the bad butt of all of this. And Which they, does not play off as great because we've seen it the whole time, and she's just insanity for the sake of insanity, and that's as far as they ever play it. That's fine with that, and I like the idea of Deathstroke even at one point, like, boy, she is nuts, so you gotta watch out, but he knows this sack. as well. He already knows as well already, too, but what we end up getting is through actually almost 16, yeah. they say, so you end up disgusting. You end up with this, though, where somebody comes out of it, Tara, you're the bad butt? Oh, no. Then somebody else Time comes for out. Cyborg. Oh, my, Tara. Then you end up getting Nightwing. Raven. <laughs> you end up with, I can't believe it. I think that Deathstroke was the one who brainwashed you. And then Raven comes times no. for Changeling because he will refuse to believe yeah. it. And it just keeps going. Now, one of the things that we are getting revealed here are some characters' power sets, especially Tara's. I don't know that you realize, but she can materialize a smoking cigarette right in her mouth. That's one of my because at one point she's standing there there ain't no cigarette around she's like hey you don't know the half of it the next panel she's got a full no no it's one of those cool there. movies from like the 70s or 80s where we're talking about kids in school where they get like you know they put the cigarette in their mouths as the teacher walks by and then flick it back out it is not yeah oh you think it's in the <laughs> mouth but she's smiling and talking but yeah, yeah maybe it is that but yeah it's one of those two where i thought oh my look there's poor changeling he's like oh no you're not crazy tara and then the next panel she just smoking like a bad oh look no at me, she baby. is bad look at yeah, her smoking oh everyone and really all these teen titans really are me as a kid if i saw somebody smoking or had a tattoo they had they have so served me? They've served jail time. Yes. So may. Yes, you, <laughs> right. you must have been in jail at one point, right? So you end up having this, but one of the things is they're at Hive headquarters. You, you end up having tons of Hive agents. The head of Hive is coming, but yet you'd never really, especially us just going in, I don't care about the Hive because you I'm just the here. The no, because they, at the Honeycomb Hideout, <laughs> all they're doing is saying, oh, you better watch out. You know, the head of Hive's coming, the head guy, he's coming. And that's all you get. You're not of, really getting uh, much the head more of Hive, he ain't coming no more. Okay. <laughs> that's what happens at the end of like, all of this nonsense about the head of Hive. And so the only reason that Hive even matters is because, you know, they're kind of just guys around that you got to fight through. Yeah. But also that they have the big machine that they're going to drain the powers out of now, the Jim, Teen Titans. The and Innervator. Then, yeah. You got to yeah, call the, it the Innervator. The Innervator. That's seems like we're going to make some kick-ass power water out of this. We're going to make some vitamin water out of this crap going down. Really, he's going to buy it. He's going to buy it in tons and become rich. But yeah, so all of this going on, it does just... Tara's bad. Oh, no. Let's go and see what Adeline and Wintergreen are up to. No, well, the thing is, uh, the, the big takeaway I have for going forward is because we are getting rid of Tara Markov and we are bringing in Jericho. Yeah, Jericho. So we really have to set this. up Jericho for see how cool his, you know, contact taking over your body powers are, what it entails, the idea where he takes over a body. And if somebody's knocked out, Jericho can talk through them. But if they're awake when he does it, they're still talking, I can't control what's happening to me. Somebody help. I do not have control over my body. Yeah, that's the thing, too. I did want to talk to you because I know you didn't realize Jericho back in the day because the way he's set up in the from the New 52 on pretty much Rebirth during the Deathstroke series is – 
he would leave his body and his body would fall right there. Back in the day, he would just dematerialize and go into the – what do you think is a cooler aspect to the Here's power? the thing. The cooler aspect and the way that's the easier aspect is the disappearing. Yeah. That, that it, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it is one of those because how you end up having Christopher Priest play with it. You do have to make sure as Jericho that you're not flying. The body doesn't die. You're, you're there. The body is right there in the middle of a road. The bad guys can get to it. So it, it does make it a little more stakes, but it's almost like having the Green Lantern rings have a charge. You know, we go with that. But also, actually, not even the charge, the 24-hour deal that they have back in the day. You do limit the power by having the yeah. body just there. But it does seem more natural. It seems like that would be the ability. Because that's what uh, I was thinking about when I was reading this. I'm like, I wonder what Jim thinks about the change in the powers when they reboot, like rebooted them up. It seems just like the easy way because then you don't have to worry about the body and he does yeah. this. But a- afterwards, then all of a sudden the body the starts to way. rematerialize it and then, ah, you know, all that. But I do like the idea of why am I hitting myself and things like that. That's <laughs> really fun. But you end up having the contact. Well, they, they do set up the rules though for Jericho going forward. So pretty much when we move past the Judas contract, Jericho becomes a Teen Titan. He already established pretty much everything we need to. Like, that's the thing is, his ends up being less about Tara Markov's death and more about, how uh, we got to set up Jericho going forward for everything. You know, he's Deathstroke's son, Adeline mother. This is the background. He got his throat set. We are setting up Jericho more than doing anything with Tara Markov's insanity and why she hates everything and everyone. Yeah, and you even have the thing that he still loves his dad. Even with what happened, he still loves his dad. He's crying. Oh, my daddy. Daddy. Uh, But yeah, but with that, I do like that you play with this, that Christopher Priest didn't really do this, actually, in his deal, which was kind of cool when it happened, when they ended up having a smoke grenade, tear gas, whatever, and you ended up having Jericho couldn't focus right because his eyes were all mad, and he couldn't use his power then. I thought that was a little neat little aside to remind you that there are some limits to it. Plus, you do see in this, too, that plays out that I thought was neat was the idea that he does have to get eye contact, which he always does. Yeah. But if you're hiding and you want somebody to be, you kind of have to get their attention. You kind of have to reveal yourself and hope that you can get <laughs> that gaze down, which they do. Like, making a noise. What's that? Ah, and then he gets taken. What was that uh, noise? is what it was that that is a weird a mallard duck is what that noise was uh but yeah you really do set up jericho in this for the most part to go forward as adeline at the end says you know what i think that you do well with these fellas and he's like oh mommy and then going but you do get the background of wintergreen and deathstroke where at the one point I, I don't know what's going on here because I think there might have been some sexiness that, that was kind of pushed aside where when you end up having Deathstroke save Wintergreen, he ends up saying, then he stepped inside. I would have humiliated myself there and then if he hadn't removed his mask. I don't know what he means, Eric. I think that he was going to do <laughs> well, some sexy time to get thing. down. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is how we thank people back in my day. I, I, well, I think he, he meant that this guy who came out of the jungle who was faster and stronger than anybody who said who just killed all these people. You Viet think he was going to try fighting him? The, the thing is, he was going to shit his pants is what I was thinking. If he didn't take his, like, you know, the mask off and reveal it was Slade. He's there and then he stepped inside. I would have humiliated myself then and there. if he had, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. But yeah, he ended up saving uh, Wintergreen, but it was to take place or, you know, Pretty to pay back Wintergreen from being Rambo saved before. Rambo 2 going on here. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and be even before then, you ended up having whatever it would be because you ended up having Wintergreen save Deathstroke back in the day as well. So you end up having both of them kind of equal. But Adeline ends up, and this is what I, why I thought sexy because she's like, you know what? I think that you love him way more than I do. And I'm like, yep, I think so too. But yeah, you go and you have Jericho taking over a bunch of Hive guys. And it plays out okay because you can end up getting him to talk to Nightwing. That that's nice because yeah. we haven't had that. But he does say, when I'm me, I'll give you the J sign. You get the J sign. <laughs> all right, you get the J sign, does you? But yeah, all this is then is just we're gonna kill the Teen Titans, but we can't yet. We have to wait because the we end up having the head of hive. He wants to pull the yeah. switch. So we're just gonna delay things and talk and have meetings where it's you do end up Jericho and Nightwing showing up. They're going to free them. In the meantime, Tara's getting mad because she wants to kill the Teen Titans herself, also ends up catching Jericho and Nightwing, so she thinks she should get some money, and then you know, Deathstroke gets mad and realizes I should not have trusted this crazy I shouldn't have trusted girl. her. I shouldn't have done this because overall, there is no money, and the whole thing, when they don't know Jericho's power, so when they wheel him out, and he looks at Slade in the eyes there, takes over his body, backhands Tara Terror. Terror has no idea what's going on. No matter how much Deathstroke will say to this, I don't have control of my body. My son has taken me over. Please stop going insane. She will not stop going insane because she is still that Slade has betrayed her now. I'm like, not only is she insane, but she's dumb. Yeah, she she does not look at what's going on around her. I mean, this is what all these other guys are yelling. Oh, my God, this guy, he controlled my mind. And then it happens to Deathstroke. And she's like, you betrayed Tony, me. Is, is it weird at this point in time? You know, like I said, this is, this is an old story. You know, it's from 1984. And besides for having a few things here and there, like Blackest Night, where she came back as a Black Lantern and stuff like that. But... But like, and you know, we have a rebooted now, but like, say we have a big thing. I, for some reason, really want a redemption aspect to the Tara Markov character. Like we have a rebooted in, you know, the Deathstroke series where she was a part of Defiant for Adeline Kane's, you know, group and stuff like that. But we didn't really do a lot with her. She kind of just got pissed off and left at the end. And, you know, we haven't seen her since. But like when we have this big cataclysmic change where we, let's just say we bring all the timelines together, the pre-flashpoint and the post-flashpoint realize something's going on. They merge together to make one timeline where everything's cohesive again. And like Magenta, when Wally West touched her, and she That's realized, what I was thinking oh right my away. God, you tur- you, I what was a bad I guy. Exactly. I want the Tara Markov to realize this and then like, you know, that she has this legacy, that she has this whole thing. Like certain people were brought back almost like Brightest Day or something like that. Or even after like uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which combined a lot of the worlds where we just had people there. I, I want a, a chance for Tara Markov. Like, well, we may have happen? that when we, well, we may, when we have this timeline, you know, come together. It's just, if, uh, I don't think that they think these things through very well I when know. they do these, like, well, like, you know, all right, how would this character feel with, you know, knowing that things were rebooted? They didn't remember certain things like the idea of black lightning where he might have get all smoochy with Katana, even though he's married with two girls who are erased right now. Wally West lost his goddamn mind. How's black lightning going to feel when he remembers this shit? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things or like an Oliver queen or you know a lot of these guys uh, with oh, things. No. Yeah. where is he yeah stuff like that and aquaman there would be some cool things this is My why boy. we were saying the time crisis that we wanted eric but yeah you end up oh, no. having Roy harper's daughter oh, yeah he's Roy dead Harper. Too. It doesn't that's what matter. i was thinking too but no, you end up, he's yeah, dead really. too, so. well there you go he's it's there with him. Roy. so yeah while this is going on you do get a bunch of just tara 
doing her powers ends up and you, you keep waiting going for ham. her to get knocked out. She gets knocked down, comes back. She's going to do all these things where she just wants to kill everyone. And really, she really lays into Changeling Beast Boy where she's just like, I hated she's you. So goddamn mean. I had to kiss you. And uh, he's like, I Made thought your breath tastes like the cigarettes. But yeah, he ends up, you know, he tastes like cigarettes. The, if you if you end up thinking that Tara's dumb, please, freaking changeling, please, you end up having her just she was announce in love, it. Jim. Announcing it. And then finally, when she's like, I'm gonna take you down, Destro, I knew you were on our team. But no, no. No, that's not the case. Beast not- Boy wants to believe the best of what's going on here because this is the only girl his age on the team and she kissed him. He is a young boy. He had his first kiss. And we know he's he is sexually smitten. charged. I mean, really, he needs some. But yeah, he ends up, plus now he knows that she pokes. He's heard this being yelled at by Deathstroke. He's like, I'm in. But yeah, she's still against everybody. She is. And as it goes, you do get the, the explanation, she's especially she's going to kill Hive everybody. and the Honeycomb Hideout? Yeah, they're going to go. The Honeycomb Hideout is a big <laughs> trouble. Yeah. So they're having, and I've been desperately trying to find that. <laughs> to sound you end up with all this happening. And then the funny thing I about it by this. I not exactly what you thought of when you saw the freaking Hideout for Hive well, right I'm here the Honeycombs. You, I, I'm, I'm desperately trying to find that whole deal. But <laughs> while this is going on, you do, because we're just going into this story. So you have Tara, and she's like, uh, oh, all of a sudden out of him, my two brothers, she's just yelling. I'm like, yeah, we're going to we're going to see some of them by the end of this. And, and we do then. Uh, but, yeah, th- th- she just goes crazy. She ends up going nuts. And by the end, though, she ends up dying. She ends up killing herself. They try to find her. There's the big cave in the honeycomb. This isn't the story from the dark multiverse where she becomes Gaia. So we don't have to worry about all that. Yeah. Come to the honeycomb hideout. Thank God, Eric. I found it. Edit that in. I That's say. how they get people to join Hive. They said, come to they the honeycomb do. hideout. They're like, and you know, and like, the like I hope that we have a lot of milk and stuff and maybe a better cereal as well. I don't know if you're allowed other cereals in the honeycomb hideout, but you have to find out. But they're desperately trying to find Tara. And it does show that. The team, and at one point, there's uh, a switch where you do have Raven come out, and she's like, "Oh my, she's so dark and all that." But while we have them digging to find her, they are really desperate to try to save her. She is still well, just a little girl, Garis. though. And well, they think though that they can maybe get her help. Just, they I'm do just say saying, it. I'm sorry, this whole thing, Gar's still digging. I'm looking at this whole thing. We got Nightwing, we got Starfire, Jericho, we got Raven and Cyborg standing around looking at a tied up Deathstroke. Wonder Girl shows up. Yeah, Gar's still digging. Oh yeah, we're supposed to look for Terra. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's Gar, and it, it's funny too because we found he's Terra's the, body. He's the one Thanks who seems for helping, to. Jerks. He's the one who seems to find her, but yet his hair seems to be blonde there and it threw me off i actually i was thrown off Jim, by the, there. The, the colors were off on a lot of things back in the, the 80s home, no it is and he's upset and they are going to try to pretend to everybody else in the dcu she that a hero. she died a hero she Death tried to save them yeah, that Deathstroke was the one, which, you know, I, I like that idea that sets up some stories where people are going to go after Deathstroke for no reason, except that he's also a bad guy. But, yeah, well, they go you, to the funeral. There was a going back. I think it was uh, the retcon during the time when Geoforce, like, you actually confronted Deathstroke before Flashpoint. So, but it was getting towards the end of the, you know, pre-Flashpoint era before that whole thing where it seemed like the thing was where that made her insane was that Deathstroke was injecting her with the super soldier serum like he did with Ravager later on to make Rose 
you know, under his control and stuff like that. So they did try to give her a bit of a redemption there. It's just that I, I want to see something of Tara Markov. Like there's like, she was just so insane here. And that was pretty much her only characteristic besides her, you know, she's going to act all sweet and like kind of, you know, edgy at times and be a part of the team where she just wants to screw old men. But ultimately she has a dark heart. She's insane. And that's all you're going to get of Tara Markov. And now she's gone and we're not going to deal with her anymore. Yeah, and I could just see, I, I didn't read where you end up having Geoforce confront Deathstroke, but I could just see, in my mind, I'm the play of the Deathstroke mind here. Eric, him up so Geo, bad. Geoforce is like, you killed my sister, even though she was kind of like a half-sister that we didn't really care about, and we sent her to America, but you killed her. I didn't kill her? What are you talking about? Oh, oh. You had sex with a 15-year-old. Yeah, you got me there. I don't remember them talking about that part, actually. You got me there. I do want to go back and reread that. I forget which issue it was where that happened, but like it was really cool. Yeah, and so what you end up having is she's buried a hero with a bust on her tombstone that does look a little like an inflated mate in my mind, but you end up I'm having hero-lies Tara a teen type. I, I hate the bust of Tara Markov on top of her tombstone here because like she looks like she's about like she like they got a picture of her where she was surprised, wide eyes, open the mind. <laughs> what are you saying. doing? Any inflatimate always looks shocked. I yeah. mean, they all seem surprised at what's going on in the back room there. But yeah, she's there. And the other thing that got me is you sit there and somebody's going to go by and like, oh, what's this? I see. Oh, here lies Tara. Man, she was a teen titan for a while. She was a teen no, titan from 68 no, to 84. No. That's what it looks like, actually, in my mind. I'm like, oh, that's just her age. All right. There we go. Yeah, may she rest in pieces eric uh, but yeah what would you give this i would have given this final issue because of just the amount of stuff that we talked about the idea that everybody has to go through the motions of Terra. oh no and it fills out the whole oversized annual or like i said the whole thing is you get way more of a setup for jericho than you ever get with a like a demise and the power of Terra's death and what it means going forward which is sad in my mind because you could have done you know a jericho thing after this to really set him up and focus more on Terra. it's a classic story though i'm just this the ending is powerful. Gar is a wreck afterwards, but I, you know, I'm I'm going to go up to a seven out of ten for this whole thing. It's I'm going to go enjoyable. seven as well. It's just it is a lot of padding to fill out the oversized, but like you know, page count here for stuff that doesn't need to be said over and over again. Yeah, and what Marv Wolfman, like you said, he seems to have the deal that we do like. Everybody needs to do something. Well, Cyborg ends up just picking up a piece of slab of concrete. Gets his and kind of cut off it doesn't by do much. Then he gets his arm cut off, but really, he's just there for a couple panels, and you move on. But when I do go on, Eric, when I do end up dying, I want you to be the person who's in the shadows beyond the funeral. I always like that. And that's where you have Adeline away. and Jericho there watching from beyond. I, I need you to do and that. And then after Just everybody leave. leaves, I'll walk up all silently and put an inflatomate on top of your tombstone. Oh, my. That would be nice. A little bust of me looking like I'm shocked. Ah, no, no. Just an inflatomate. What do I look okay, like here? Well, that'll be good, too. Rock cutter? <laughs> yeah, really. You ain't no sculptor. <laughs> but we'll move on to the last book of this section and it is the flash rebirth number four and i have to admit i ended up reading this and was kind of confused a bit there's a lot been thrown so i'm just going to give you the credits and we're just going to go into this the flash rebirth number four came out september 2009 it's called flash facts eric and it is written by jeff johns pencils by ethan manskyver and ethan manskyver also does the inks brian miller on colors and rob lee on letters and i did start this here eric here's the start jeff johns continues his rebirth with barry finding out he created a speed 
speed force and that reverse flash created the negative speed force. And then I stopped because and I was like, I'm just no, going to no. end up you doing this. You said it this. all, brother. Yeah, you said well, it that's all. what I'm saying. This is and where I ended up coming into a dead end. Like, is, what else should I say? I, I'm actually happy you brought those two things up right away because these are the big aspects of this issue and actually the rebirth in general. Oh besides for so going what back, what you're telling me is I did an okay job. You did a great job, man. Yeah, you did a great right, job. Thank you. Besides for the idea of setting up Barry's mother being killed by, you know, reverse flash, stuff like that, you know, this is the other big elements to the story. That's why these this issue is important. But the thing is, while I do love the idea that Barry, when he was struck by lightning, hit the speed force emanated from time and space right there where he actually created the speed force. He is the epicenter of everything. When we throw in reverse flash, having the negative speed force, now I fucking hate it because now you've just made everything more convoluted. Now they're always going to be pushing back. The more reverse flash runs, the more it takes over the speed force. The more battery runs, it pushes back. I'm like, you, you done made it oh, stupid I got, is what you did. I got confused. I, and not even just confused. I think I just got overwhelmed reading this. Well, it's, well, just, and just it's a think lot of, this of narration to explain We're, it. Well, we have the negative speed force created. I don't know why it's happened like this, because whenever there's a positive, there has to be a negative. They try to do it, but there's no great way to justify it in my mind where, you know, all this time, Eobard Thawne's been back and he's been running while Barry's been gone, which is building up the negative speed force. So when he does come back because of Eobard Thawne, yeah, Eobard so, for the one some reason, back. the Black Flash is dead. For some reason, the negative speed force turns Barry into the Black Flash. I'm like, there's a lot of things going on here that I don't understand. And when Joshua Williams goes and does the negative speed force later on, it's going to be a lot more things I won't understand. Yeah, it's a stupid yeah. concept well, and I hate again, it. again, can we blame him as much as we did because he is doing a foundation made of sand coming here from this Jeff Jones because there's a lot that isn't understandable. There's a lot that's just thrown out there. But I do like, you know, the idea that Barry has come back uh, because Reverse Flash basically does not want him to be looked at as this great martyr who yeah. saved everybody and things like I'm that. that I come do back. Like. I'm going to taint him so he, like everybody remembers him just killing off speedsters. The end. And that's the cool deal. The idea that like, he brought him how? back so that he could be this black flash where he touches things and he wanted he really really counted on the idea that Barry would be like oh well I, I'm pretty good hey high five there kid flash the oh, idea no. of running hey, back Wally. into the speed force to sacrificing himself for some reason was never on Eobard's yeah, radar yeah that wasn't on his radar but I do like when you start it the idea that Eobard knows and we set up the idea when you go into the speed force you become one with it you, you lose your identity yeah, and yeah. that's where he was trying to remember Iris 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 His and he's starting ride. to forget you end up though with Eobard saying he was the way with the negative speed force and things that he he was able to actually let Barry the first time going in. He kind of got back his sentience to come out. So this was all set up of him having him re- re- resurrected because he wants him to die a villain. He wants him to die a bad guy, having killed the rest of his Flash family. But then it's just not a martyr, stuff that but gets, a monster. It, yeah, and it gets. It's just things start to go on top of each other. That I'm like, I really don't get all of this, but I do like some of the moments. You have Max Mercury where, you know, he is stuck in the speed force. But even that, like, you can come back. You're part of our family. All right. And then he's okay. And But you do get the big moments that Barry, he is a little different. He created his speed force, and he's kind of outside the deal with Which I also love. reverse splash. I love that idea of Barry Allen creating it, even though Jay Garrick was, you know, around before him, emanating throughout time and space. But Barry is the episode. I'm like, I love that concept. It's just when you bring me apart in and all his fucking nonsense. I'm like, oh, you, you done done it. You, you overdid everything you needed to do here. You were great. But now there were negatives. I'm telling you, when you start adding things to it, like, you know, Jeff Johns are like, all right, we got a green lantern. We got yellow lanterns. Like, let's do some more 
book colors and they're like, we have a speed force. How about a negative speed force? Like Jeff, I really love what you do have the time, but you, the way you're doing these things now, it just, you're not making any sense overall. You're just saying things, saying concepts, but when you stop to think about how it works, it never really pans out. Yeah, and it's weird because Jeff Johns has gone on record at points and saying he hates the idea of the Speed Force that is like worst. magic and things, but then he adds to it. Uh, but I do like, even when you get, and if you have not read this before and you're reading it now, the idea of the Rebirth special and Wally when he says, I have to go get back. I got to go save everybody in the Speed Force. And, no, Wally, you'll end up you know, getting stuck. You'll end up dying. He's like, I've I had Linda. this happen so many times. It doesn't matter because... I have Linda. Linda is my lightning rod. And you do get in this the really stressed idea of everybody has their lightning rod and Max Mercury doesn't. That's why he says, I cannot get out of this. I don't have a lightning rod like you. I'm stuck by myself. And you have this. I want Bart to be somewhere like, thanks a lot there, pal. But you end up where all this going on, that they're going to jump in. They're going to fight reverse flesh. But it really is then just a fight that's centered around these convoluted ideas in my mind and these, you know, mind bending ideas. But really when you get the whole deal, everything just adds up on top. And I well, ended up like this getting overwhelmed thing. by it. It is a bit overwhelming. Ultimately what you have here is one thing that Barry says, you think it's all because of the violent clash between the golden and crimson lightning. That's pretty much all you have. You have the speed force versus the negative speed force, the golden and crimson lightning. And what you then spend is a lot of the issue where we spent last issue where I thought it was fun because you had a lot of things you had to deal with where Barry was running into the speed force. So you want to show the big moments so people recognize who Barry is, who might not have grown up with Barry because he was gone for a long yeah, time. Yeah, because you have to and, remember that, that he was gone for a and while. And with that, we're adding some stuff to his history and stuff like that. So we want to show this off as Barry's running back in time and you see his life flashing backwards through his eyes. That's fine. You didn't care for it. I was thought it was enjoyable. But then we go on this one where Wally's going to go get everybody. So we have to spend a lot of this issue then where Wally's going to run back in time. And I'm like, well, you, you don't need to really show us all of Wally and stuff like that. Yeah, it's weird that Reverse Flash is going to go off and attack, you know, Linda, Jay, and Irie and stuff. I'm like, that's like, but to me, that's the most interesting part, well, yeah, though, because but it don't is something. center on Wally running back into the Speed Force at this point in time, because this is not something that's new to anybody who's been it's reading. It's almost the Flash. like he's like, well, that, everybody liked it last month. Let's get to that again. As Barry's running out, because we have to keep on running because. <laughs> If you run when the sp- if you have the speed force and you run that fights back the negative speed force and you just see Barry changing. That's why when he was running before he was able to break away from the Black Flash costume being the Black Flash because he was running negating the negative speed force. And I don't even like talking about it because it sounds stupid the coming out of my mouth. Of a negative there that makes the positives. But yeah, while this is going on, you have Bart, you have Jake Garrick. Everybody's starting yeah, to get the Flash involved. family. It's great. The Flash family's attacking while you end up having Reverse Flash go off, and he wants to go get linda and the twins he's going to go off and end up you know taking care of them and it is a cool moment because it does set up like oh Especially you better not Jay do anything to, show up to go and stop yeah. Bard. i'm like okay yeah. that's great and i like seeing the twins they look pretty cool and they're fighting still and all that and it's one of those where oh, i hate my sister but then when you see that she's downstairs being attacked by reverse flash and then he grabs both of the twins and ends up saying oh you're not connecting you get now it gets a little wonky again of you're not quite mainlining into the speed force i'm gonna make you do that so we can do this and then you end up seeing which the art's great but i'm like okay what's going on here and yeah you end though where you do 
get that where you want to save the twins and things because then you do have Jay Garrick and Bart come in there smashing it up and then you end up having Max Mercury realize all right I am part of a family that's my lightning rod ba-boom and he's out looks badass uh he's like I got this custom I looked at the night wings that's what it reminds <laughs> me of but he comes out and then everybody's there including Jesse Quick who now Who's she realizes the connection from the, her love, father's formula thing Three times two, nine YZ four eight. No, no, wait. I get what it really is. Jay Garrick, Wally West, Bart Alley. I'm like, you just doing a roll call yes. now, baby. What? And that is the idea, is the Flash family, is the solution. That is the whole deal here that can win the day and is also and what that's the why Speed Force Quick and everything's will about. Well, then move on to become a speedster more than taking on her mother's role of Liberty Bell. Yeah, of Liberty Bell. So you get that near the end. But really, other than that, you're just getting these concepts. But really, the big thing is Barry created Speed Force because it's a thing that kind of took a, a left turn at Albuquerque at the time. It all ends up working out that it all is of and all it's time great. teal. I love yeah, it. And, it. and then also because there has but to I don't be a think, negative. That's the, thing, that's the worst part about this whole thing we have the flash rebirth which when i said when we first started doing this i didn't remember liking it it's been a while since i read it again so i'm reading it for this whole thing but going into this we have two things of this whole like idea like you just said we have the barriers the origin of the speed force and we have eobard thong created the negative speed force for where we are at currently it seems that for the most part we have retconned that barry created the speed force but we keep the negative speed force I'm like you sons of bitches you took the one thing i didn't like and kept that and ran with it and and i like this idea where you're getting barry and some people could get mad you're a wally west fan you're like what but barry created this ah, but you no, still have fine. wally still being fast yeah. you know you have their thing now and you have that going on and it is a big thing to come back with like you said you're reintroducing barry you're giving him a new origin deal with his mom which is really good and then you and end up having him flashpoint creating and you're, you're heading towards flashpoint here so you have all that and even the idea of this rebirth when wally goes in and says i have my lightning rod whatever and then him not being in the new 52 coming back in rebirth it's like okay you know it, it almost makes it like yeah it, it makes sense and when he came back linda wasn't there for him and he was having all that problem and then barry became his lightning rod. It, it does play out well with seeing that back then yeah but yeah other than that it, it just kind of does just big moments with everybody just and really it is a busy issue i say i think the art's great very busy sure i mean is. there is so much going on uh but yeah overall i'm i'm giving it a 7.5 uh actually by the end just because of that art maybe a seven i know you're probably gonna go six five or something like that but i'm gonna go I, to a 6.8 just because the stuff that i'm gonna go with, seven look i'm telling you it's big it's big the art's great Everything about Eobard Thawne and what he says is bullshit, though. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm a 6 8 <laughs> uh, Can we go back to the Honey Gum? These are huge things, though. It's it's weird to have a book that has some of the biggest things happen Love the Flash in here. family. It but looks it amazing. Bullshit. And it's bullshit. <laughs> it is bu- it's, it's the biggest bullshit ever. Oh, my God. Wait, but that's that's it for the podcast. Yeah. All right. That's a good note to end that. But, Eric, next week we are going to continue with some classics and some new stuff as we go back to the 
Wonder Woman week, if you want, or the Superman we week. The Superman week. Well, I, I kind of did because we had more than one Superman things, but we're done with Red Sun and the, so the JLA other week? thing. Well, the JLA is also involves Wonder Woman in it, so she's kind of the one who's I don't know, but we're going back yeah. to that week where we're going to finish back up to Aquaman and Time and Tides. We're going to finish up Aquaman and JLA next yes. week, and then we will continue on with Wonder Woman: The Circle because that, like this Rebirth, which will be the only one here that I will actually be forgot extended that on. This was like five. Issues. I thought that for certain going into this, this was a four issue miniseries. I think, I think it's six, Eric. So ah. we have a couple more, and the circle is six as well, which I thought was four. But yeah, we have a couple Apparently, of I don't these know going shit. forward. <laughs> you don't know shit about shit. Uh, but we have limited new books again. But before we go, Eric, what is your book of the week from the two new ones that we got? The two new ones. Well, that we, we don't got. have to go two new ones because we can throw in the other one. We had Metal Men oh, on thank the Patreon spot. I'm sitting there, like, what new books did we have this week? Yeah. I couldn't even well, remember what we just talked about. No, it was uh, Metal, Metal Man number six. Our, is yeah. definitely my book of the week. That is my book of the week as well. And little did I know it was the story of Ike Turner. Eric, we found that out Stop on it. the Bye, Patreon everybody. spotlight. But if you wanted to listen to that, go over to patreon.com slash weird science. And next week, you would have to do that to listen to one of these books. Because one of these books will be on the Patreon spotlight going forward, along with a classic. This past week, we ended up having Kingdom Come number one. I think that we're going to come big again, Eric, with some big books. All right. These are the books that are coming out, some of which we will not be covering. But I want to let everybody know because it seems like people don't know books are coming out. Deceased Unkillables. Number three, we will be talking about Red Hood Outlaw 45. We will be talking about Wonder Woman 755. We will be talking about, but also, if you're interested, books that we won't be, Dollhouse Family number six, Plunge number three, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen number 10. Those are also coming out as well. If those are on your pull list, you best get over there to the comic store. And I'll also remind people, DC... They figure they're putting books out on a Tuesday. Tuesday is the new, new day. New book day, Tuesday, you know. DC, and that's going to continue Brave on even when. Yeah, and it's going to continue on even when you have Diamond take over some of the shipping. So weird. Whatever. And DC's going to do that. Diamond's not so pleased, but hey. Thanks a lot, and Corona. the rest of the books, though, like a Marvel, and they still stick with the Wednesday. So you have that weird deal, which I said on the Patreon news program, I didn't really mind as much as a selfish deal because it does force me to do those it breaks DC up your review things days. early, and then it, then I have to do Marvel. So it does break it up, and I don't have eight Sorry, books I wake in up at like day. 7 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and get my reviews done yeah. now. Well, I even said, though, also... I could do these reviews well. I could have had them done by now, but yeah. I don't. But say, that's the deal. But hey, everybody, that's it. So yeah, if you want to get involved with our Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash weird science. Support us for this nonsense and a lot more. You get a lot more nonsense. Go but, out there and support the Honeycomb Hideout, yeah, too. Yeah, that is it. There it is. Eric, what do we say? Hives. They are. I mean, really, what are what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Come to the honeycomb hideout.